93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, May 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, two suspects entered a suburban Denver school Tuesday afternoon and shot nine students, one fatally, before they apprehended him following a struggle with law enforcement, according to local authorities. The deceased student has only been identified publicly uh, as an 18-year-old male. The eight surviving victims, as young as, uh, some as young as 15 years old, were taken to three different hospitals and at least three of them have already been discharged. The situation began just before 2 o'clock at the STEM School Highlands Ranch, a charter school in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, about 15 miles south of Denver. Administrators called police after hearing gunfire in the middle school. The two suspects are an adult male and a juvenile male who are both uh, believed to be students at the school. The sheriff identified the adult suspect as 18-year-old Devin Erickson. The two students entered the campus and got deep inside of the school before opening fire in two separate classrooms in the high school. At least one one handgun has been recovered. Neither suspect is believed to have any prior contact with law enforcement. Approximately uh, over 1,850 students are enrolled at the school. The campus is just miles away from the Columbine High School. Kathy, was uh, I, I missed the beginning of the story. Were they students at the school? Yeah, they think they were students. They said I tell you, exactly. I had a friend of mine. It, it's just a different world now. I had a friend of mine who was telling me about his stepson who acts up in, in school and um, kind of says some inflammatory things to get kicked out of school. Okay. Really? So, yeah, so he's got an issue with that. But he was telling me, and I didn't really debate him on this, but he, but he's like, you know, in our day, they would have given you in-school suspension and this and that. He's getting kicked out for several days in a row. And what I didn't say was, well, you know what, man? When we went to school, nobody came in and shot up the school. No pissed off student. They got to take those threats seriously. Even yeah. if it's just somebody acting up who's saying inflammatory things. It it didn't used to happen, and that's why yeah. they have to take these drastic steps now. You're exactly right, you because know? there's a history of this now, and there's a history of copycats, exactly. and there's things that they can reference. They see it. Yeah. They just saw the anniversary of Columbine. Yeah. So all yeah. of this stuff is out there, and, and you're right. And, you know, you can't go back once you misjudge it and something happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. that's the issue. Yep. We have evolved as a species, right? So, and, and this is part of the evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, we learn from our mistakes. Guess what? Cars have seatbelts now. You know, people wear, kids wear bike right. helmets. Uh, yeah, and we take threats seriously, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, so these two were apprehended. Uh, they, there was a struggle with law enforcement, but they do have both of them. Charges are pending after a child was found wandering at a 7-Eleven in Falcroft on Tuesday afternoon. The 911 call came in at about noon for a three-year-old boy found alone at the store. Please. Get- <laughs> this is like two seconds. I saw the story about two seconds after I saw Bucks County story. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I saw this and I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. All right, we lose. <laughs> Evened out. Police say the boy somehow wandered away from his parents for at least three hours. According to police, the mother was sleeping and the boy's father was cooking at the time of the incident. One neighbor says the mother works overnight so it wasn't odd that she was sleeping in the middle of the day, but the fact that he was able to get away for three hours uh, yeah. is a little disturbing. It's uh, well, Three hours is a long time. Yeah, yeah, I don't... This is this, like weird fine line of like... Is this neglect or is or dude? This is just bad luck. Right. Something happened with my little brother at the same time. Listen, you know, like, so I've heard yeah. a couple people say that. Um, so while they will be a little, they're critical of it. I think I'm seeing the reaction to be well. 
maybe that could have happened to me at some point. It happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my little brother was found down at the Triangle Park, and you know, right. he was the. But they had the police had to find the parents. The police went searching for the parents. Like they didn't. Yeah, they found call. the kid first. It wasn't like the, the parents came. Right. Hey, my. I kid's lost my kid. Here. Yeah. Uh, it's unclear how the boy got away. Children and Youth Services placed the boy and four of their children in the custody of their grandmother until further notice. The parents are facing charges of child endangerment and recklessly endangering the welfare of a child they are expected to be arraigned this morning. Preston, how old were you when that guy gave you a ride back to your house on a motorcycle? <laughs> I was, um, <laughs> Not three. <laughs> no, but I was probably in first or second grade. Oh, or something okay. like that. still pretty young. Still oh, yeah, I was a little yeah. kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's little. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. SBCA. And I was, I'm sorry to back up, okay. but I, I was a wanderer. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, even when I, you know, they my They called mom, you the wanderer. Yeah, you know, I ran around from town to town. <laughs> and uh, No, but I... Uh, I was uh, probably pre-kindergarten. I would just, you know, if I'd be in a store with my mom shopping, I would just, I'd leave. I'd go. I'd leave the store. It was, I was a nightmare. Well, when you're a kid, aren't you told those two things? If you get lost, find a police officer or sure. a dude on a, a motorcycle. Or a dude on a motorcycle. <laughs> but I was just, you know, I was just carefree yeah, yeah. and went where uh, I wanted to go. I love it. Dumb. Nice me. hog. Yeah. <laughs> nice hog. Yeah, I'll, I'll recap that story again someday. That's, That's awesome. Dumb. Mm-hmm. SPCA officials in Bucks County have seized dozens of cats from a Doylestown home on Tuesday. Authorities have taken at least 141 live cats from the property. Was this the Bucks Co story? Yeah. Bucks <laughs> Investigators say they also found another 58 dead cats inside the homeowner's oh refrigerator and freezer. What? Yeah, That's so a 100... mental problem. So yeah. listen... When I've had cats that have passed away, they're less responsive. Right. And they're yeah. less fun. Right. You, you, so um, I get rid of them. You don't put them in the fridge? I do not. Right. Uh, in the hopes that when they thaw out, they'll come back to life. <laughs> okay. I, 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 listen, this, is, this type of story has been repeated, you know, countless times. And, and uh, it, But, I mean, I, the one thing I never understood is the refrigeration of yeah. dead cats. Like, yeah. why? I guess because there's so many of them. That well, or they... It, it's probably that it, it's the pet version of hoarding, and it, yeah. it, it's just it's what it is. It's what it is. Yep. And they, How many live ones, Kathy? One hundred and forty-one, and they said a lot. Well, the of live them, ones were winning. <laughs> well, they said a lot of them were sick too. Mal- yeah, mal- yeah. Uh, there's very little furniture inside of the home. There was a lot of urine and feces everywhere Ugh. you go. The Humane Society police officer Nikki Thompson said court documents reveal an anonymous tip prompted an animal rights group to come to the home for a welfare check back in January. It's amazing that anybody can become nose blind to that stuff. Oh. Well. Right? So, so when uh, there was a cat that we had that they they were going to put down that would have seizures, and I managed to figure out a way to get it, you know, to get it medicated through uh, transdermal, blah blah blah. Long story short, though, the house that this cat was taken from was a house that was about the size of a large apartment. There were ninety six cats in the house. Oh. Uh, they start to revert to be to becoming feral. Mm-hmm. This cat had crawled through drywall to get away from the cats that were attacking it. Yeah, so they yeah. actually oh found it up in the wall. So it becomes a nightmare. It's like it's like a warrior situation, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it, it's it's mm. horrible. So all these people think they're doing good, they're really torturing these oh, animals. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think of that. When there's that many cats in a house, it is just like being a feral cat. They, they, just, like they revert cat to feral instincts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last week, a rescue cat group contacted the SPCA after uh, she brought multiple litters of unhealthy kittens to the vet. Uh, and they said that there was a strong over- odor of kitty litter and urine. The SPCA is continuing their investigation. In sports this morning... <laughs>
The Sixers lost to the Raptors last night in Game 5 in Toronto. Yeah, Cowie Leonard had 21 points and 13 rebounds. Pascal Siakam had uh, 25, and the Raptors routed the Sixers 125-89. to 89. They took a 3-2 lead in the Eastern Conference semifinal series. Joel Embiid scored only 13 points and had eight turnovers. What the f*** is this? Embiid started despite missing the morning shoot-around because of flu-like symptoms again. What the f*** is that? Game six is tomorrow night in South Philly. In the Western Conference, the Nuggets beat the Portland Trailblazers 124-98 in that series. Game five... In that series, Game 5 last night in Denver, the Nuggets now hold a three-games-to-two series lead, and Game 6 is tomorrow night in Portland. The Phillies beat the Cardinals last night in St. Louis. Bryce Harper hit a grand slam, his first with the Phillies, and Reese Hoskins added four hits, including a home run to lead the team to an 11-1 route. Aaron Nola improved to 3-0, allowing three hits in six innings, giving up one run and striking out seven. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Jared Eikhoff will get the start. Game time is set for 1:15. And in the NHL, the uh, Blues beat the Dallas Stars 2-1 in double O game seven in St. Louis. There's another game seven tonight as the Colorado Avalanche will face the Sharks in San Jose. The puck drops at nine o'clock, and the winner of that series will face the Blues in the Western Conference Finals. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much. First and foremost, welcome back, Kathy Romano. Thank you. Zombie-like state you're in the past couple of days, I yep, guess. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, the Sixers got stuff going around. I was watching Jamie Pote on Six ABC. <clears throat> she she overheard in the locker room last yeah. night. Afterwards, like a few other guys oh, were going. Really? I don't feel well. Oh boy. Yeah, exactly. And they're going. You know, Embiid was saying, "No, don't tell me that." So. There's yeah, something hit, going on. Nick Murphy's been out for the, the third day today. He's out. It Nick, hit me um, Sunday. Like, I, I was sitting, I was at a party, and I just, all of a sudden, I was like, I don't feel good. And, yeah. you know, I was thinking maybe it was just the up and down with the weather or whatever it was. But um, by, like, the time I was going to bed on Sunday, it was like, had hit me full force. Wow. Yeah, it's it's something, I was starting to feel a little weird the other day. Yesterday, oh, yeah? and it went away. I'm very happy. All right, well, hang in there, everybody who's dealing with something. We have uh, some stuff going on today. I Let's see. First, I'm going to mention that we do have some uh, guests on the program. Nicholas Elmy is going to be stopping by. Nick Elmy, the uh, chef. Uh, awesome guy. Great event coming up. He wants to tell us about it, so we'll get to that when he's going to stop in close to uh, 8 o'clock or is so. Is he bringing food? I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, we also have uh, comedian Dana Gould who's checking in. Longtime uh, corroborator on the, the Simpsons and a whole bunch of stuff. He's been touring with Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, and uh, in fact, they are going to be in town at the underground, the performing at the Underground Arts, and that's uh, on the nineteenth. So he's going to be checking in with us a little bit later on. Uh, and John Clark is going to be popping in from uh, NBC10, and uh, he had some exclusive interviews that he wants to tell us about that you'll be able to see feature wise in a little while. Uh, also, um, I want to mention this. So coming up very, very soon, in fact, next week, as we get towards the end of the school year, uh, we're going to have the return of Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher of the Year. Very cool. Yeah. Now, Marissa had an idea, and we're going to take this out for a spin and see how this works. Rather than start the voting right now, what we'd like to do is find out if you would like to nominate your school to go into our pool of schools that we choose from uh, to determine who the who gets to vote for that day. Yeah, uh, this way the, the the level of enthusiasm. Sometimes you randomly pick a school that might be on the the fringe of the listening area, and we don't know. You yeah. know, we're, we're trying to spread the love. Yeah. So, and also some schools that we've missed out on. Yeah. Uh, just out of the random drive because we have doubled up, maybe even tripled up. We have. A few yeah. Schools, yeah. A couple times. It's simply random drawing that we're doing. So. 
Uh, what you need to do is go to PrestonandSteve.com, enter the name of your high school in the form, and that's all you got to do. That's and it? Th- yeah, that's it. So it's only open to current high school students, grades 9 through 12. I know this is a lot to take in because we haven't even started the choosing of the voting or any of that stuff. But if you're interested in entering your school to be chosen, okay, I want to be clear on that. Just go to PrestonandSteve.com. You'll see the form, fill it out, and let us know. It's a Teacher Appreciation Week, right? Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. I think yesterday might have been Teacher Appreciation Day, so this okay. is perfect timing. All right. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that'd be great. And then uh, next week, we are going to start uh, choosing the schools and starting the voting. We'll find out who the coolest teachers of the year are for this year. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll co- Oh, wait a minute. No, what? what? Se- secret text word. Yep. We got secret text word. We got a chance for you to win tickets to ZMMR Rocks Incubus. Celebrating 20 years of Make Yourself and Beyond. They're going to be playing Saturday, October 5th at the Met. Tickets are on sale this Friday. Text word secret to 39333. We'll bounce word to you, see if you can call back in with that word later on. And we'll also grab a random texter. So do that now. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Anyway. All right, so we're going to ask you a stupid question this morning, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets to the 2019 Brewfest, and that is at Mount Hope uh, this Saturday, May 11th. So we will set you up with that if you can answer this question. You know the uh, the barcodes that you scan. Yes. Uh, they're called the UPC code. What does UPC stand for? Oh. 215-263-WMMR. If you happen to know that answer, you should call right now. What is UPC for the barcodes? Stand for 215-263-WMMR, our number. Uh, just a few birthdays to run uh, by you today. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Stephen First from Animal House. Wow. wow. Yeah. He passed away. Oh, my God. Is he yeah, dead? He's, he's I thought dead. he did, yeah. He did. Yeah, he died. I normally do not do dead you know what? people birthdays. I think he died when we were on a vacation or something like that because okay. we, we would have talked about it a lot more. But, yeah, he passed away in 2017. Oh, Flounder's dead. Yeah. Oh, no. Always liked him. He was, yeah. well, if you want to go through some of the stuff he did, his animal house, he was always he was a good character on a show called uh, Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, and then he did not another goddamn. No, he was on St. Elsewhere too. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. He was also he was an a hole. In what movie was he an a hole in? I don't know, but I love the Dream Team. It's an underrated movie in my personal oh, yeah. opinion. With the, him and Christopher Lloyd and Michael Keaton was in it, and uh, he was a guy that was uh, essentially they were mental a mute. Patients, they were right? mental patients, yeah, and he yeah. couldn't say very much, uh, but he re- loved talking about baseball. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sad to hear that this morning. Uh, from the world of music, Alex Van Halen. Wow. One of the most iconic drum openings of any song he was responsible for, and that's this one, uh, Hopper Teacher. And uh, Alex, definitely overshadowed by his brother, uh, Edward, but um, a formidable force behind the drums. He's a very powerful drummer. He hits hard. So, uh, with the way that uh, Eddie Van Halen revolutionized a guitar work, this thing with the foot pedals, is that what he's doing? What is he doing here? Yeah, it's double bass. Right, right. Uh, double bass. In fact... Uh, Alex, I remember he had like four bass drums one time. I mean, they, the pedals were all rigged up to hit him at the same time, right? Like two at the two at a time. Anyhow, do you think he felt the onus to try to do something? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. they were they were a big showy band, right? right so, yeah. so they definitely had gigantic stacks of amps, and he had a huge drum kit and all that stuff. But and he's supposed yeah. to be a real prick, right? 
Uh, I hear that they're both not very easy to deal with, and Alex is the uh, the harder-headed of the two, but, you know, I, I don't know. I've never met him, but... Yeah. Actually, I have met him. What am I talking about? I've met both those guys a couple of really? times. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've got a picture with them at were home. Were you uh, Kenny Knight or... Uh... I was Kenny Knight. Uh, it was in Jefferson City, Missouri, and they were on the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge Tour, and uh, they seem nice to me. Okay, well, maybe school. they are. You never know, you know? Yeah. Uh, so Alex, Alex is a great drummer, and he's uh, 66 years old, so happy birthday to him. Uh, Steve, you know this actor, David Keith? Yes. Been in lots of stuff throughout the years. Often and... confused with Patrick Swayze. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, Firestarter, right? Uh, yeah, he was the father in Firestarter. He was an uh, officer and a gentleman. He's the guy who hangs himself. Spoiler uh, alert. He's terribly sad. Uh, he's in a, a movie I like, U571. He's yeah. one of the Special Forces guys. Um, and he's he's played a lot of um, military characters. I uh, was in behind Emily uh, behind enemy li- enemy lines in the movie Daredevil. Thank you. Uh, he played the dad, if you remember. And Very good. Yeah, I've always just known him as kind of like that guy. You know, I always forget. He plays a good dad. Like, oh, though. that guy's yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's sixty five today. Melissa Gilbert. Ah, oh. yes. From uh, Little House on the Prairie, Laura Ingalls. And she uh, was uh, president of uh, SAG for a while. She was. That's Our right. union. I think it was around the time she was dating Billy Idol, if you remember that. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. They seem like a perfect match. 55 years old today. She she really blossomed because as a kid. I she, like your fall. <laughs> she was adorable as a little girl. She kind of had buck teeth. And yes. She was super duper, really cute. Oh, Beautiful eyes, but she she turned into a really pretty young woman. I love that show when it first came yeah. on. When it was just a simple little thing, and they, they actually started as TV movies. Yeah, and it became a series. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's amazing because my kids don't have like the the best. Uh, uh, attention, right? When it right. comes to TV shows or movies or whatever, like my son, for instance, like he could care less. He couldn't care less about any of the storyline in between action scenes. But my sister loved this show so much, and all it was was just dialogue back and forth, dialogue in a, in a, in a cabin. It's a simpler time. It was a simpler time, yes. but she could yeah. follow it. Yeah. Uh, and my my sister loved Michael Landon. Oh, I women mean, loved just, him. You know, he's a super good-looking guy. With incredible hair on the prairie. And he, he was <laughs> way over-the-top sensitive on the show. He would cry <laughs> at <laughs> the drop of a hat. For making biscuits for dinner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Really? Oh, my God. You are yeah. such a pussy. He would cry all the time. But on no one show. cried like he did. No. no. Uh, and then what was the um, it, uh, Highway to Heaven? Yeah. That way where he oh was an God, angel. So if that. you thought he cried a lot on Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I'm an angel. Yep. So he's, or she, he's dead. Melissa, it. Melissa Gilbert is 55. Uh, and Stephen Amell from Arrow, uh, Arrow himself, and the series wrapping up. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed its first uh, four or five seasons, and it, it, it's as with any series like this. Press, I think we're now sort of uh, said many times we're fans of a definitive ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you, you can't help it after a certain amount of years. A series starts to loop back and revisits plot lines, and yep. then that's what happened with Arrow. I dressed as him for Halloween one year. Really? Oh, yeah, because my daughter wanted to be, uh, she didn't want to be Katniss, but she wanted to be like an archery girl, like, oh. a, like a, a, you know, a, a warrior, a vigilante sure. of sorts. And I'm like, all right, I'll get the Arrow outfit, and we'll, you know, because we would do uh, team costumes, and it was one of my favorite costumes. It's a cool had. costume. Did you do, you go class, did you go Arrow, or did you go the classic Green Lantern? No, I did Arrow. You okay. mean Green Arrow. 
Uh, I mean, Green Arrow, yeah. Uh, but but I, I blacken, you know, I put the, the makeup mm-hmm. around the eyes and everything. It was, I was nice. pretty happy with that that costume. Uh, Stephen Amell is uh, 38 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Uh, in the barcodes that they scan at uh, stores, what is it? There, it's a UPC code. What does UPC stand for? 215-263-WMMR is a number. And we go to Jake, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Jake, good morning. Hey, good morning, uh, guys. Hey, Jake, so what does UPC stand for? <laughs> Uh, universal product code. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, Jake. Yep, it's not universal pricing code. It's universal product code. Little piece of trivia. The first product ever scanned in a supermarket was Wrigley's Juicy Fruit Gum. Is that right? Yes, it is. You yeah. know, it's pretty amazing. Oh, so uh, yeah, I know you used the Lucid app, and I've used it yeah. in my... Its ability, it has the camera little function, so whatever it, you're eating, yeah. you scan the, the barcode, bam, it's yeah. so amazing. If you've got the package there, you just scan it, and it and it adds the calories to your total for the day. It's great. And you'll have something as obscure like Norwegian bratwurst or whatever yeah. in the package, and you'll click that code, and it has the price. Uh, my my Godshall's turkey bacon is there on you there. There you go. And I use that all the time on it. All right, so we are going to give Jake a pair of tickets for the 2019 Brewfest at uh, Mount Hope. This Saturday, May 11th, and it's presented by the PA Renaissance Fair, a celebration of all things beer at Mount Hope State Winery in Mannheim, PA. You have to be at least 21 years of age to enter. Visit parenfair.com slash brewfest uh, for tickets and information. Uh, let's begin with the royal couple because uh, the royal baby is all anybody's talking about in the celebrity world. Uh, but Prince and uh, I'm sorry, Prince William and uh, Kate are on, high on baby love. They told reporters that they can't wait to meet the new royal that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle welcomed on Monday. So everybody in the family is ecstatic. They're a cute couple. I yeah. saw them interacting with it. They were, uh, the, the press caught up with them, and they were asking about their level of excitement, and they were laughing. They're, they're really good. Uh, they seem genuinely delighted. Observers are saying it's more evidence that the rumored feud between the Fab Four is a media fantasy. William had said, obviously thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Looking forward to seeing them in the next few days when things have quietened down. He also said he's excited now to finally get the chance to do some wipe swapping. Uh, <laughs> well, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Well, uh, but, I mean, they don't go there the day it happened. Well, I, I mean, they're not a normal family, but no. I just know that with Case, any of my, I, don't, I yeah. don't know where everybody is, uh, to be honest, yeah. uh, and where they gave Prince Philip and... offered to drive them, and they said, <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll take a pass. And he said, I'm very pleased and glad to welcome my own brother into the sleep deprivation society that is parenting. <laughs> uh, so that will be fun, too. The Duchess, noting the closeness in age between their children's birthdays, you had Prince Charlotte, who was on May 2nd, and Prince Louis on April 23rd. Uh, she said she was delighted. She said it's a great time of the year to have a baby. And, yes, spring is in the air and everything is its pretty great. Uh, everything is pretty great. She said. <laughs> Every, it totally amazeballs is all I have to say about this. <laughs> uh, author is a totally the shiznit. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Uh, <laughs> she said, uh, as William said, I look forward to meeting him. Easy peasy. Uh, meeting him and uh, finding out what his name is going to be. So it's really exciting for both of them. I think uh, they should let the baby decide what his name is going to be. She said, and I'm wishing them the best in these uh, next few weeks. It's always a bit daunting the first time around. Steve, that's, you know, I tell you, I kill with the kids. That's one of my, that's one of my lines when I ask like, a little kid what their name is. That's a great name. Did you pick that name out yourself? And they're like, no. <laughs> because no. If, you, if you did let the baby decide, it would be, yeah. <laughs> you know what we should do? 
You know what we should do? Yes. Uh, Casey's always wanted to do stand-up. No. And he he's kills with the kids. Yes. We should get a group of children. Yes. Elementary school. You do, That's what you do stand do. up. Stand up for the kids. Yeah. That's You're, it. It's a guaranteed Win. audience for you that will respond since you yeah. are Dad so jokes. great at it. Yeah. 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 And then we don't have to sit through it. Yeah. 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 Yes, you do. We I got to work take... out my material, Kathy. <laughs> we don't have to take the night off. It's great to have you back, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? I hate it. You what? hate it. Oh, dude, I can't bomb in front of kids. You, you can't. You literally said a fact. You can't bomb in front of kids. Yeah, you, you, will, you will have no trouble at all. That's your audience. And you know, if I were you, I'd do solely political yeah. stuff. <laughs> what we ought to do, we should do it right here in the studio. Yeah, absolutely. No. We should get a whole bunch of children filled oh. in the studio. Let's make that happen. If, yeah. uh, if if you think you can bring your kids here, text us and let us know. Maybe we'll work on that. Let's yeah. Yeah. to Casey, though, Preston. Yeah. Let's get students from, like, uh, yeah, you know, science, a signing school or something like that. <laughs> no. Hearing English deprived. is a yeah, second yeah, yeah, language. Yeah. Hey, guys, what about President Trump, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be prop comedy? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think so. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, anyhow, according to people, Harry and Megan are already discussing having one more child, and there are reports that uh, Megan opted to give birth in a London hospital despite rumors of a home birth. Yeah, we kept hearing about that. It didn't seem like something they would allow to happen. As far as an image of the royal tot, uh, Vanity Fair. What did they have a picture of? Uh, they well. No, it says as far as an image of the royal tot. Oh, I thought there was a W in there. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> They use that word on Game of Thrones a lot. Do they? Oh, yeah. 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 Only they say twat. Really? Yes. I kind of like that. Uh, Vanity Fair reports that uh, (laughs) Megan and Harry are set to have... uh, Oh, that's a good one. One photographer, (laughs) one reporter, and one TV camera at their Frogmore Cottage home on Wednesday. Welcome to Frogmore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, here we go. Observers are wondering once again if Kim Kardashian has had some ribs removed. Of course she has. Dude, that, is, is that, that even? I don't even think it's if, real. Is that real? Because it's been rumored that there's a number of people who've had that done. Cher, Janet, Cher was the first. Cher, I heard. and then Janet Jackson. Her, like, do, do we they need even confirmation. Do that? All right, someone if, in the medical industry, please confirm whether you can actually have ribs remo- removed. A, a, is it is it possible? I mean, are there medical issues that would come from having ribs removed? And B, it, can you electively say, you know what, I want to lose a couple ribs? So is there any uh, and would any would is any that? doctor allowed to do that? Exactly. Would they lose their would they lose their license? So we're looking at a picture of her I and she's classic super pinched waist. Now there have been people who've had now she has is does her waist look so small because her ass is so big? Well that's part of it, but she also says that she wears corsets. Yeah. Uh, to train her waist and hips, which is, you can certainly do that. You know, Joe Weider's wife, Betty Weider, was a, a like a pinup model in the 50s, and she was legendary for having a naturally super tiny waist. Yeah. It looks artificial, but it's real. Yeah, I mean, there's, listen, there's binding and things like that that mm. different cultures have done that actually mess up your body. It F's you up. do it, you right. know. So, um, you were saying, if she wears corsets enough... All right, so did you say she trains her body? Like, so will it stay like that? I, it's you're, kind you're of a dumb question. I apologize. It's, it's almost really like, a, like Casey, well, it's almost like human bonsai, where well, you're, you're, you're sort of just 
you're forcing everything to, to grow in tight. Okay, so they, in, in binding of the feet, which in some Asian cultures yeah. they've done that, and also the neck rings in some uh, African Watusis. cultures yeah. where they stretch out. Yes, over time it will change your anatomy. <laughs> it's not good Do you know what you? it doesn't yeah. work on, though? Your penis. No. No? I've tried it. I don't know. There's a dude that hangs weights on his. Have I've you heard ever about seen that? that? Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, Nick, is it legit? Well, no, no, and yes. Um, there are rumors that these things have been done, but uh, Cher apparently hired a physician in 1990 to confirm that she has a full set of ribs, that she never had a, a, rib, a rib removed. Uh, there's a, um, a woman named Amanda Lapore. I'm not uh, sure who she is, but she says that she had her bottom rib broken and pushed in, and uh, and then she says it's illegal in the U.S., but it had it done in Mexico. How like, insane to go to Mexico to have your ribs broken? Here's therapeutic removal. This is on Wikipedia. It All says right. it may be medically approved in several situations. If the rib is fractured in such a way that it might puncture a vital organ, right. uh, it may be safer to remove it than wait to heal. A cancerous rib may be removed to stop the cancer from spreading. Rib bone material may be used for a bone graft. So <laughs> I just don't think that a doctor is going to do it for elective reasons. Do you think, all right, so for, on a cosmetic level, do you think there would be a doctor who would allow you to put your teeth around your eyes? <laughs> That's, you know, it's unique. Yeah, yeah uh, just for a different look. Oh, maybe. Uh, so anyhow, the people are saying that. But uh, moving on, a more serious note, TMZ is reporting that Kim has worked with her lawyer, Brittany Barnett, in partnership with lawyer uh, Meangel Cody of the uh, Decarceration Collective. Decarceration. Deca- okay, like incarceration. Like incarceration. Got it. Decarceration yeah. collective. Uh, to free 17 low-level drug offenders from prison over the past three months. Uh, Kardashian is reportedly helping to plan a campaign, but is also footing the bill. Now, here you go. Her efforts and her plan to become a lawyer will be documented in a new Oxygen documentary titled Kim Kardashian the Justice Project. All right. <laughs> Could it all be focused oh, around there that? There you go. Yeah. I think it's like that. And then a new maybe. movie called Legally Ribless. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's been 14 years since Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt divorced as uh, Pitt moved on with Angelina Jolie. But 14 some, years. Some fans are still rooting for the pair to get back together. Wishful thinking went into overdrive when Pitt and Jolie split up and reached the hysterical pitch when Brad showed up at Aniston's 50th birthday bash in February. But it seems everybody should cool their jets when a cameraman caught the 55-year-old Pitt in L.A. and asked, uh, I got to ask you, everyone wants to know, are you and Jen getting back together? Pitt laughed and responded, oh, my God. Uh, really? Yeah. So that whole story so was because Brad yes? said, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, on to another stud in front of Brad, uh, George Clooney. Yeah. Was on the Today Show promoting his upcoming Hulu miniseries, Catch-22, and, of course, the subject of the twins that he shares with his wife, Amal Clooney, came up. Uh, It seems they share a love of pranks, presumably inherited from George. He said, they're good kids, they're happy kids, they laugh a lot, they do pranks already. Put peanut butter on their shoes so that it looks like poop on their shoes and stuff. And they think that's funny. Uh, They really come out with the personalities that they're born with. They're just completely different personalities and they're fun and smart. And I mean, they already can, you know, do their ABCs in Italian and English. And I can't do that in English, he said. So... He's having a lot of fun. Are they pranking the house staff, do you think? Uh, maybe. Do they listen? Oh, you guys are, you kids are so great. Let me double back to the uh, Car Jenner clan. Kendall is following in her sister's footsteps with her very own beauty line. The supermodel reportedly filed documents to trademark the name Kendall Jenner and Kendall for a line of fragrances and perfume. She should have had uh, Kim do all the legal work on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. right. She's uh, an almost lawyer. 
Yeah. My almost lawyer will be handling this. Uh, there's also room to expand the line and include shower gels, body lotions, beauty masks, and cosmetics. I, this is actually good news because of all of them, the one I think I align myself with most physically and in lifestyle would be uh, Kendall. Uh, I like her. Yeah. yeah she's, she's all right. Uh, what am I saying? <laughs> oh, you did it, dude. Of them. Uh-huh. I guess of them. Maybe. Of that small pool of subhumans. God, that picture of them at the Met Gala. I just, oh. It's like another I just, planet. I just, I just want to smack them all well, in the face. A picture of anybody at the Met Gala. But yeah, I mean, right. the, the, the over-pompous posing and so forth, it's not us having fun. It's us putting on this, I don't know. Uh, it's It's really weird. And by the way, the Met Gala. Okay, so... I, I didn't report on it because nothing comes of it other than what people wear to it. You That's know what I mean? it. So yeah. they, it raises money for charity, and apparently it raised $15 million. Was that the number? It helped, okay. Yeah, it helps yeah. keep so the that's... museum open. I mean, there, there is a benefit to it, but it's become uh, this Super pompous. Show, showy thing. Yeah, it started off as a fashion show, and, then, and it's, it's evolved into a seen-to-be-seen kind of an event. Who like, fought last year? That that was the only thing good that came out of it was Cardi B. There was a fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Nicki Minaj? Somebody yeah, Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj. So <laughs> is, this is an Anna Wintour uh, event, and she has all these specific rules about who you can bring, and and sometimes you're on the list and sometimes you're not. And you have to get invited. And you have then to get you, invited. If you are invited with a guest, she has to approve your guest. You yeah. cannot automatically most, assume you can bring a significant other. Most of the times you can't bring your spouse. Yeah. No you. selfies, no smoking, mm-hmm. uh, and which they always break those laws. Although it's been rumored that she wants to be done with it and that uh, her... She's Anna Wintour? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. They're turning it over to Chuck E. Cheese. What if you did something similar for a pet charity and called it like the Mutt Gala? That's not a bad idea. Mm, well, they, I, I'm an idea probably guy. something like that, yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, what else do I have here for you? Okay, even though Scott Disk and Courtney Kardashian are no longer a romantic item, they still travel together. And he says, I'm not going to make our kids miss out on things just because we couldn't figure out how to be a couple. Yeah, I mean, the kids need to experience the tension that they have and share. He said, and by the way, I don't think people will be able to live their lives if they don't do it that way, maybe. So it's not our place to tell other people how they want to live. Uh, she adds that uh, even when Scott travels with his girlfriend, Sophia Ritchie, uh, she tags along. Uh, Scott adds, uh, I would never want you to not be there. Yeah, okay. of course. So she's she's got a boy toy boyfriend and he's got his trophy yeah. girlfriend and mm-hmm. I guess everybody's happy. I guess so. All right. Uh, this is nice. Over the weekend, Chris Evans paid a visit to his hometown for a special reunion as Avengers Endgame was racking up $2 billion at the <laughs> Worldwide Box Office. The 37-year-old actor stopped by uh, Sudbury, Massachusetts on Saturday to reunite with some of his childhood friends for his 20-year high school reunion. If you were Chris Evans, I mean, there would be nothing that could stop me if I was Chris Evans from going back to my high school reunion. Because, of course, the thing you dread is going back and have nothing to tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Chris Evans, what forget it! Yeah. Oh, I'm in the, the, the biggest movie of all time. Uh, Evans mingled with his former Lincoln-Sudbury Regional High School classmates at, at Conrad's Restaurant. Uh, Donna Scott, one of the managers at the restaurant, said that the actor appeared to be having a good time. She said many people wanted to take pictures with him. Everyone was pretty excited that he was there. Uh, Scott said the wait staff were also excited to see the Captain America actor there with one of her employees managing to ask for a photo with the star. I wonder what he looked like in high school. I wonder if... <clears throat> his, I bet you he was good looking. Yeah, why, why, I wonder if his appearance now is like drastically different from when he was in, in high school. Later. So there was a movie called Not Another Teen Movie, and he was it was one of his first movies. Okay, and yeah. Um, yeah, he was a good looking dude. 
I was looking at a, a I forgot who it was, just a, a gorgeous actress, a very famous person, and it was her in high. Oh, it was that Blake Lively? Yeah, and it was her in high school, and she was super cute, but you didn't look at her and go, "Wow, yeah, you know yeah." What I mean. Yeah. Um, so some people blossom. It's something like yeah. oh, we blossomed. Yeah. You know, yeah, last year we like blossomed. That. It, it Here, took most of our lives. There's a picture of him, Case. Yeah. He's a really good-looking guy in high school. And I'm yeah. sure he was popular. Yeah. Uh, I I, th- I actually prefer him without the beard, but uh, he seems to love the beard. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've been to a couple of high school reunions, and I stay in touch with a lot of people. Well, Facebook is so easy. Are you the Chris Evans sort of... when you show up to your I high am, school reunion? I am not. No, but, you know, there is one particular guy that he has turned into a, a strapping young man. Yeah. Tall. But and I saw him at one of our high school reunions. You're a strapping young fella. And he, um, I, I couldn't believe how tall he was. He was, right. you know, over six foot tall. And uh, but he had, he had a different impression of what life was like for him in high school than what I, I was like. Oh, I didn't know that you were, you know, what picked on or put upon or, or whatever. So he sort of came back with like a, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Right. And he had grown up, and he was like six foot three. And to settle, gonna, was it to settle some scores? Not necessarily to settle scores like that, yes. but more like, hey, look at me. I'm a man now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, not at all. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Sometimes so. it, it psychologically helps to sort of clear that mental sure. luggage out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Evans is currently filming Defending Jacob, a limited series for Apple TV. Plus, that is based on the 2012 novel of the same name by William Landy. And the show follows the story of lawyer Andy Barber, who Evans is going to play, who uh, his life changes when his 14-year-old son is accused of killing a classmate. Uh, Defending Jacob is filming in several cities near Boston right now. Basically sounds like Captain America. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, okay, here's a follow-up story. You remember that story, the husband of uh, the Brazilian model who drowns, try and save the dog. Yes. Uh, so her husband, her name is Caroline Bittencourt. Uh, her husband um, was is now facing some charges. Police announced that uh, Jorge <clears throat> Sestini would be indicted for manslaughter after he allegedly ignored the signs for rough weather conditions and set Ooh. sail for a trip uh, with his wife. Uh, the investigator decided that uh, Sistini had been negligent following huh. testimony from the marina owner. Wow. Who claimed that he issued multiple warnings to Sistini about the poor sailing condition. So they just went out when it was bad. They took a risk. And, uh, yeah. and so the, the, the dog was washed off the boat. She jumped in after to rescue it. And, and he jumped he, in to rescue her. And he was able to get back on the boat. And she didn't make it. And uh, and so, you oh, know, geez. it must have just turned really bad on him. The weather must have been really, really inclement. There have been times in, for many years growing up, we had a small 17-foot boat. And we'd go out. And there'd mm. be times when you'd go out. And when you get caught, you know, when you get caught in it and you don't realize, or even you, you sort of say, hey, we can tough this out. And you get out there and you realize you made a, a, a critical mistake. Yeah. Any kind of warning, just take it. Oh, just yeah. accept it. We were. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, we went. We went diving in uh, in the Keys, and we, you know, we had an instructor. It was a boat full of people, and we're down. We're diving. We're supposed to be down there for like I don't know, 45 minutes, right. or whatever. And uh, we look around eventually, and we're like, all the other divers are gone. What's going on? <laughs> oh, and apparently, man. they were banging on the boat to <laughs> alert us to come back. We, we didn't hear it. None of us did. Our instructor, nobody. And we we were the last ones getting on board. Oh my gosh! And we come up. To the surface, and it's black. The sky was black. We're like, oh. uh-oh. And the boat is pitching. And so 
you're, you're trying to grab hold of the ladder. Oh, it's geez. impossible. It is really hard to do. And they were like, they were like, guys, we've been banging on the boat. We got, oh. we have to get out of here. We had to cut the trip short because the weather came in. It Jeez. is so easy to get turned around to be pointed in the wrong direction yeah. um, when you go uh, scuba or snorkeling or whatever. Um, were there multiple boats in the same location at the same time? No, nah, just one. Okay, because when we, I, I went recently as well, and it's uh, they let you know exactly which boat is yours, and they say when you get a little confused, when you, this is the one that you need to look for because people will sometimes get on the wrong boat sure, because they all sort of look the same when you're out on one of these trips. It, it happens a lot. My wife goes scuba diving fairly often, so a lot of her trips are based around uh, scuba diving. Yeah. The one movie she will not watch is that Open Water. Oh, yeah. that's the one where they forget to put the ladder down? Oh, well, they, 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 they come, leave them. Yeah, no, they leave them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They leave okay. them. It's What's, not all that great, but the thought of it is horrifying. It's horrifying. Um, but now this day and age... Everybody's got like a radar in their hand, you know. Like, why would you even? You take a look at the radar, see what's around you. A little, you. little figure of uh, Radar O'Reilly. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't even know who that is. Uh, from Magic. So, so, so the um, uh, I mean, because still, they develop, does, they, they can develop. Like you're talking about storms coming through, yeah, Very quickly. Yeah, like it can develop. You can yeah. go out on a beautiful oh, no, day got, and not know that it, there's going to be a storm. Yeah, I got stuck in a squall one time, and it just sort of came up out of nowhere. But uh, you know, just generally speaking, if this guy on the marina is saying, "Hey, man." Dude, it's it's bad out there. Yeah. By the way, if the guy who says that is really old and weather beaten, mm-hmm. listen to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah George, right. I've seen in fifty years. Yeah, he advised the couple to be careful before they left, as a northwest wind was in the forecast, and uh, he said more urgent warning. It's okay. Uh, she's a model. Was issued again on Sunday, <laughs> uh, just an hour and a half ahead of the dangerous wind. So there, you know, this guy may face some neglect uh, charges because of that. One last thing. Ratings for HBO's Game of Thrones continue to soar in its last season. May 5th, the last of the Starks managed uh, 11.8 million viewers and 5.07 rating among adults 18 to 49 years of age. Compared to the same fourth episode of season seven, this one was up 16% among viewers. So so I heard, uh, listen, I'm, you know, I'm going to watch it when it all wraps up, but uh, there were some complaints about this past episode. Did you like it or... Uh, was yeah, there anything? of course, I loved yeah. it. Uh, but w- were there some moments that made me go, "That was weird." Uh, yes, but yeah. I don't dislike things, and I and I hate it when people pick apart episodes and just beat up on it. Let like, it it's go. A story they're trying to tell it. There's three episodes left now. There's two left, and and you know what? Some shortcuts are having to be made here and there to keep it moving along. And I understand it. I get it. But there were some weird moments. Where I was like, eh. But whatever, man. Two episodes left, and uh, did you notice the uh, the cop, the coffee cop in the no, uh, scene? I di- I saw the pictures yeah, online, yeah. but I didn't uh, while I was watching. No, I didn't. I don't think I would have noticed that. No, I think you'd have to. You really, you maybe you backed it up and washed it a couple of times or something. But anyhow, um, we're ready for clips now. Might be surprised to learn that Ryan Reynolds was not familiar with the Pokemon franchise when he was asked to voice the main character. Uh, here, Ryan discusses what convinced him to take the lead role in Detective Pikachu. I sort of had to do a bit of a crash course, which I did, and then they sent me a fully rendered Pikachu paired to my voice. They used some dialogue from, I think, Deadpool 1, just so I could see what it kind of looked like, and that sold me. <laughs> that uh, and the paycheck that came along. Yeah, exactly. that too. By the way, I got an email. Marissa sent this over from a guy named Mike. He said, hey, uh, we had a screening the other night. He yeah. said he wanted to thank us for... Uh, Making the movie happen for his son. He said, I'm sure you get countless emails from people begging for prizes and probably relentless until the last minute. I want you to know how grateful we truly are. My son Michael was so thrilled to be able to see Detective Pikachu for his birthday. He loved the show and could not stop talking about it the whole ride home. He even told me to tell you 
hashtag bir- best birthday ever. And Aww. yes, he Aww. said hashtag. <laughs> uh, not to uh, not to mention, you made me look like a dad of a lifetime. The only time he stopped talking was while he was uh, downing a Geno's whiz wit out. Uh, so, uh, he loved it. So, Mike, glad we could make that. Yeah, that's, well, that's awesome. awesome. We got did, other screens. Did you like the movie? I assume, uh... Coming up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Mike did or not, but his, <laughs> his son loved it. Yeah, All right, we're yeah. ready for the next clip. <laughs> Following the success of Avengers Endgame, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has expected, uh, has high expectations to maintain. Uh, in this clip, Clark Gregg explains what it's like to play a new Agent Coulson. To kind of change all that and suddenly find myself playing this other very mysterious person who is not Phil Coulson. And the mystery of who that person is and why he looks like that is something that they've done groundbreaking, wild stuff with that I'm really lucky to play. Yeah! Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is season six premieres Friday. That'll be at 8 Ooh, o'clock. Really good. Yeah. In this case, I sure you kind of like, you know, from the beginning of the series, they talked about Tahiti and, and yeah. this. But that didn't sound like him. No, it did not. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might be bad audio. All right. And there you go. That's what I got for you. Your entertainment report this morning. Hey, I mentioned this earlier. Next week, we start up uh, the President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year contest. Here's what we're doing this time around. Marissa's idea. That we have you nominate the schools to be chosen from. Um, we we generally have just taken tons of schools' names, thrown them into a hat, and then we draw one. And uh, we may have missed out on a few schools, or we may have doubled up on a few schools. Let's find out uh, who we should nominate and put into that basket for the choosing. So you're nominating your school. This is not voting. We'll do that next week. Um, but it's easy to do. Go to PrestonAndSteve.com. Just enter the name of your high school in the form. It's that easy. It's only open to current high school students, grades 9 to 12. And then uh, next week, we'll start that up and start voting and uh, find out the schools. Just helps us as a guide. Yeah. Uh, so if you would do that, that would be wonderful. We're going to take a break. we got a lot of uh, things going on this morning, and I'll give you the rundown in a little bit. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. Bud Light presents... Barbecue 2019, Saturday, May 18th, BB&T Pavilion. It's time for flip-flops and tank tops, yo. As MMR kicks off your summer concert season, eight killer bands on one stage. Shine down. All you'll ever be is a fading memory of a Joe Jett and the Blackhearts. Plus GA performances from Fozzie, Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sons, and Sarabo. Lawn tickets start at just $25 for a full day of rock. MMRBQ 2019. Presented by Bud Light. Brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. And sponsored by Rita's Water Ice and God Charles Turkey Bacon. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. <laughs> um, by the way, Steve, I had Casey pull this up, so I may as well use it since it's sitting here. Uh, in the sports, you were playing the what the F <laughs> for me yeah. over and over because the Sixers got blown out so bad last night yeah. um, that I was like, pull up the full clip because I, I want to hear it again. It's so good. This is me recording something and my <laughs> laptop uh, won't stop making noise and, and uh, I just had it. So here it was. Uh, by the way, I saw today a story that uh, Abercrombie and Fitch has asked the situation, what the f***? Where's that f***ing sound coming from? What the f*** is this? There's nothing on here. 
Thank you, it was Nick. Nick. Oh, that it's was Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick. It was Nick trying to support. I was in here when you were recording this thing. And <laughs> Play it again. Listen to his... Uh, uh, by the way, I saw uh, today a story that uh, Heppercrombie and Fitch... Heppercrombie? Has Heppercrombie? Heppercrombie. <laughs> asked the situation, what the f***? <laughs> Where's that f***ing sound coming from? What the f*** is this? There's nothing on here. You hear that? <laughs> the f*** is that? <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing up on this on this computer <laughs> that should be making any noise. And it's the third f- time. That <laughs> I want that one too. All right. Did you get all that, by the way? That is authentic rage, oh, yeah. as is. God damn yeah! Yep. And that was in a recording session, too. Yeah, we not to, go off, to nail something. Not to go off on a tangent, but Casey and I were in uh, Dover this past weekend, and uh, there were two listeners that came up to me and were asking about specific sound bites because they had no idea where they where they were, came from originally, <laughs> and the one that the guy asked me about was uh, the me, yeah, cup thing. He thought for a long time that that was actually Rocky saying, yeah, cup. He thought it was from Really? Home. Yeah, and it just, he never heard the original <laughs> clip. He didn't know what the context was. And then, yeah, yeah, it's, it's right in with that. Yeah, yeah, cup. But I guess, I guess for some reason, he heard Stallone in there. I've heard people say that that sounds like Cosby to them. But yeah, yeah, cup. People don't know where these things come from. Well, we need to revisit because a lot of times people will ask, and we will sometimes do a segment where we'll request the clip, and we'll give you the origin. Yep, maybe we'll get to that. But right now, we need to clean up my junk and we're going to do that very thing right yeah, now. Let me, let me dig in here. Yeah, I can find a couple stories for you. We'll start with this. And this is yeah, listen, listen to this. <laughs> One more time. Okay. Yeah, a couple. Do you, you have the full? I'm sorry, the full clip of that one as well. I do. It'll take a minute. All right, forget it. All right. So, <laughs> dating in the internet age is uh, complicated, of course. And uh, now, one very exclusive dating website has the whole internet buzzing. Uh, Beautifulpeople.com. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen commercials for this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this launched in 2002, and it boasts that it's uh, rejected 8.5 million hopeful view users for not being attractive enough since then. And a poll of 3,000 members, beautiful people. 3,000 members. uh, Of the site. So these people are beautiful enough. Uh, They revealed the physical traits they find undesirable or stuff likely to get applicants rejected from the site. All right. It's an interesting list. I mean, would you... There's no way any... Well... To, to even entertain the notion that anybody, I, I assume models and stars and people like that, right? I've never looked at it, but I assume, yeah, it's just really good-looking people. Regular humans. So, so both men and women polled on this site say that obesity, uh, having an unsightly nose, bad mouth and teeth, bad skin, unkempt grooming, and eyes too far apart or close together <laughs> are all the traits that will get you rejected. <laughs> Man, I, I, that was a clean sweep. I ran the category. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, except for the uncumped uh, grooming, Steve. Yeah. I have no eyebrows, too. So, uh, At the same time, women say that they write off candidates who are too short, uh, have ungroomed facial or body hair, yeah. balding, bad posture, have dirty or long nails, as well as those who are too skinny, scrawny, or effeminate. 
<laughs> but that's hard because there are people who uh, say, uh, you know, have facial hair or yeah. a number of things on there where women will find attractive. So it just it depends on your taste. Well, mm-hmm. also to that point, uh, when you say beautiful people, a lot of times you're not actually always saying beautiful as in physical. You're saying the beautiful people... Wealthy people, happening people, sure, and that that also falls under that category. It's funny though because listen, I, I'm, not, I'm no prize, no, and and I get that, I understand that. Neither am I. Um, but when I hear about people that are that picky, I'm like, I, I wouldn't want you either. Like, I, I really. That's great. Well, I don't want you. (laughs) It's great that I don't meet your physical standards, but you don't meet my everything else standards as a human being. You don't approve of me, do you? And your Crocs and your shorts. Uh Yeah, I don't. But yeah, it's it's every Laverne and Shirley episode, you know? Uh, We got love. But the truth of the matter is, I agree. Who would, you know, it's... To have to worry about those parameters every time you enter the dating scenario yeah. would be too much. Casey, you remember the time where you tried to set up two very beautiful people and the guy was looking at the woman who is, in my opinion, hot and very attractive and really cool, and he just shrugged. He shrugged. I don't get it. Because he is part Super of a world. That, yes, yeah. He's part of a world where that... Was it good? I knew I knew a guy for years. He might have been gay though. I don't you think so? <laughs> Listen, Potential. she's very attractive, but she's just not my type. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I knew a guy who was you know it years years ago. Has to, Cheryl Teagues. I won't date anything less than Cheryl Teagues. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. And you know what? He never dated. Uh, men, uh, said having a shapeless, poor figure, no butt, too much butt, or being thin fat, what? which is skinny without tone. <laughs> thin fat? <laughs> Wait, I break. love that. I've never heard that. Thin fat. Thin I know fat. a lot of thin fat people. Uh, were criteria for exclusion. <laughs> Would you call that doughy? Yeah, but I've never heard of that. But I've never heard it like, referred I'm, to as I'm, that. I'm thin, fat now. No, you're not. You're just thin. Weight. I'm not. Uh, well, I don't. But I don't. I'm not toned. I would call you, know you I mean? sinewy at this point. Sinewy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. You're. you're, what is you're it? I don't know what sinewy uh, means. Um, Me neither. Uh, sort of. Um, Where I need to be. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah. Listen, I have. Uh, okay. I have a friend who gets so annoyed at another friend's posts because she's thin fat. And she's like, why is she posting pictures like that? She doesn't look good. She has to tone up her body. Wow. And she and it, it bothers her. And every time she posts a picture, I get a screenshot of it. Uh, so uh, managing director of BeautifulPeople.com, Greg Hodge, says that the high physical standards for membership is a keystone of Beautiful People's Foundation for a more beautiful world. Uh, yeah, of course, a more beautiful world. He adds, so many of the ugly traits are easily fixable, which means potentially there is a bigger market of beautiful people out there hidden behind excess weight, bad teeth, or lack of grooming. Didn't uh, Hitler start out with a dating plan like this? Yeah, maybe he did, right? And then we get into the minorities! I mean, listen, you, you can if if you do have certain things like... Uh, a weight problem, or or uh, or you're not grooming yourself. Yes, you probably can. And depending on the physical issues, if you have like a thyroid problem or something like that, maybe you can't lose the weight. There's something that is keeping you from that. But some of those things are uh, tweakable. Yeah. But some of them aren't. 
like your eyes being too close together or far apart. You yeah. know, I mean, you just yep. or your nose being big. By you, the way, unless you get rhinoplasty, you know. Look at the celebrities who are not. Look at the rock stars who are not really classically attractive, but for their success, yeah. are are doing incredibly well. Right, right. There's so a, knock it off. There's a show on um, on Hulu called Shrill. Has anybody seen any of it with Aidy Bryant? Y- yes, where she um, she gets pregnant, right? Well, I mean that's that's yeah. only kind of part of one of the episodes, uh, and so her pregnancy actually has nothing really to do with the show. But anyway, she's she's a um, she's a large woman who's got a really pretty face, and she has a run in with this woman at like a coffee shop or whatever, and the woman just so happens to be a personal trainer, and she wants to. You know, I guess her intentions are good as this trainer, like, oh, we can do something and, you know, we can do something about that. But her verbiage is just terrible. (laughs) She says stuff like, you don't have to settle for this. And it's like, bitch, (laughs) shut shut up, man. Like, and so she basically says, like, under her breath, like, F you. And, um, you know, so I like I just I just feel for that. It's like, yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Like you're in wonderful shape, and and I'm a. Should we should we put you on this site just to see what kind of get <laughs> no, your revenge? I, I, no, I don't. I don't meet their criteria. I'd like to see a, like you know a Lambo pull up. <laughs> Let's see if you get rejected. A Brazilian model. Let's not, because I already tell you, like I'm going to get rejected. I don't meet their standards. Plus, I'm married. There's another site that's on that's advertised. I think it's something maybe like Elite, but the actual commercial is like. It's almost like they're saying, we're better than you. We don't like you. It has like a catchy jingle, and it's really about, uh, for the most pompous, self-obsessed people, and that's their whole presentation. Uh, you know what? I guess, Kay, speaking to what you have to say, and there's there's a lot that goes on about body shaming and, and things like that right now, and and... You know, some people, even if they might be by certain standards overweight, don't want to put in the effort and they're comfortable with that and they're fine and they are they are happier enjoying the lifestyle that they lead as opposed to the physical. Now, they may deep down desire, man, I wish I looked like yeah. that. You know what I mean? But they don't have it within them to look to, like that. To do or, it. Or, or they're just happy being who they are. It's who they are. And, it's, it's right. and by the way, you know, trust me. A friend of mine who occasionally looks at internet porn says, there's all sorts of options for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And whatever you're into, it's out there. Hell, there are some people putting ginger in their butts. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kathy, you missed out on figging yesterday while you were gone. I'll explain it to you later okay. on. Uh, but um, a lot of people are texting in saying skinny fat is what it's called. Not, skinny fat. Not thin fat. Hey, don't shoot the messengers is what I read in a story, and I'm yeah. not familiar with skinny fat. So there you go. That's usually how you have a coffee right like a latte or something yeah. right yeah, yeah. all right. have that skinny fat please let me dig something else out of the junk drawer this is funny it really needs to be seen to have the impact that it will it is one of the stupidest things i've ever seen it's a mother's day gift supposedly <laughs> and uh it is a see-through purple dust cover for a washing machine but people that have seen this thing Say that it resent. Basically, it's a negligee for your washing machine. <laughs> All right. what? Why? Though? It is the stupidest looking thing, uh, Kathy. Just to dress up that unsightly washing machine, just in case you know you don't have yours in a laundry room or something oh, like that. Door. What do you have it in the living room? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but it's been listed for sale on various global websites, including Air Express. <laughs> um, if you can, guys, find a picture of this, pull it up on the monitor. It is the. Dust cover for a washing machine. The purple dust cover. Nick has it on the monitor here. Show um, Kathy because I, I want you to see this thing. It's it is so gaudy. It is so stupid looking. Yeah. And uh, Twitter readers have uh, 
plenty of reaction uh, on it, and uh, just that's dumb. Can't yeah, their mind. I right. mean, honestly, so you need to dress up your, your washing machine. Well, uh, this this reminds me of the, they used to have similar things for dishwashers before. Like dishwashers were ridiculous. really really things that were built into like your kitchen cabinetry and stuff like that. Because mine, when I was growing up, was a roll-out dishwasher. Right. I remember and, you telling me you had to hook it up to the sink, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we rolled it out of this little pantry thing and right next to the sink. You, we put, a, you put a bra on it. <laughs> we did not put a bra on But this reminds me of like basically like a dishwasher skirt, if you will. Yeah. So, it, it looks stupid. But think about how annoying it would be to go in and out of the washing machine now. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Why not just use it as a dining room table? So, Casey, you had a dishwasher skirt? We didn't have one, but I, well... I'm wondering why this rings such a bell. Maybe we did for a little bit. Um, I think, honestly, you should dress up all your appliance in sexy (laughs) clothing. They make them for microwaves, too, apparently. Mm, That's hot. For, like, the standalone, the one that's not hanging, you know, uh, from a a cabinet or something like that. Well, they they have them for blenders? Well, they did it for toasters, Yeah. yeah. For coasters. Uh, yes, the toaster. There was Toast, a cover, the toaster like a cover. toaster oven, right? Yeah, with really? toaster covers, yeah. We had toaster covers growing up because Lord knows you wouldn't want your neighbors knowing that you toasted bread. <laughs> Hide that unsightly toaster. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. My Lord. <laughs> what will the neighbors think when they find out we, we toast our bread? All right, what else we got here? Let me find something uh, for you. The junk drawer. Uh, if you're pregnant, you want to start eating nuts. Uh, Spanish <laughs> Is that how you got pregnant? It might be. Spanish uh, <laughs> scientists found that children whose mothers are three one-ounce, eat three one-ounce servings of nuts a week in the first trimester scored better on cognitive function, attention, and memory tests. Your kids will be smarter if you eat nuts. The more nuts in your mouth, the smarter the kid will be. So what it says here, nuts are... Rich in folate and essential fatty acids, which are thought to be particularly good for brain tissue responsible for memory and attention span. If you're a mother and you're eating nuts and you're doing all of this stuff, does that have any effect over the child's sensitivity to nuts? Can you affect the, you know... I think they say no, but my friend, her her son has a severe allergy um, to peanuts. I've told this story before. I made um, brownies with like a peanut butter icing on it once, and I had eaten one like four hours before the party and then I gave her son a kiss on the cheek and his whole cheek swelled up. So wow. he yeah, he has a pretty bad That's allergy. Pretty sensitive. Too, but she swears it's because she ate she craved peanut butter when she was pregnant. She says the doctors say no, but she doesn't believe it. Mm. Uh so I, I don't know if that'll help or not. Steve. Well all right, so when what you, if you make love to Mr. Peanut? But Ooh. when do you develop allergies to peanut butter? Like if you're it, if you're in the womb wouldn't you necess- Wouldn't you be allergic to peanut peanuts? Well, or because your your food source is coming in through your your mother. If you yes. if you have if you have or you have a, a predisposition allergy, yeah. to it, it would it would manifest de- then. Yeah, but you can develop it later. Think know. about it. People develop allergies later on. It's in true. Life. But okay. speaking of peanuts, I, I saw another story. It's, it's it ties in this a little bit. It was a uh, it might have been on BuzzFeed, but it was uh, you know s- foods that Southerners eat. That the rest of the world thinks is strange, and yeah. I'll, I'll get to the point of this because that's due with peanuts. But some of the things were on there were like fried green toma- tomatoes and ambrosia salad and stuff like that. One of them, my dad did all the time, which was in a bottle of Coke, yeah. soda, Pepsi, whatever it would be. He would pour peanuts into the bottle. Really? Yes. What the hell would that do? Well, you would drink and eat the peanuts at the uh, same time. No way. And it was, he's always done that. And apparently, and that was on this list of weird things that Southerners eat that they think is normal. They never choked? No, not that I know. Catching an errant nut in your throat? Here's a picture of it right here. Yeah, a bunch of, bunch wow. of regular salted peanuts. Does it do anything to the flavor of the soda? 
Yeah, makes I mean, it salty. You know, yeah, kind of. But I mean, you're you're eating them in tandem. So, but I always thought it was weird. I never did it. No, I, I'm not. What are you doing, old man? <laughs> yeah, you old fool. What the hell is that? Yeah, I mean, I'll do it with my prescription drugs. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, they all yeah. float in there. And... Well, you got to drink them quick before they dissolve. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, anyhow, uh, that ties in with nuts. Let's find out. <laughs> Nuts in your mouth. Yeah, just this is nuts on my tongue, as Casey would say. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, I found this interesting. Uh, in Florida, uh, they have all kinds of uh, you know bugs. Man, if you go it, as wonderful as Florida seems, as getting away from the cold and going down there, once you sit outside for a little while and the bugs start fighting you, it's horrible. It's, it's a nightmare. It they, stinks, they, and that's why most of the houses you see in Florida will have a screened-in porch out back. It's because they have yeah. palmetto bugs and mosquitoes. Oh, palmetto. And the mosquitoes the size of condors. Yeah, and <laughs> now they have these the love bugs. Which apparently. are the ones that suck your face? Well, it's um I you know what they're they're harmless from what I understand. Uh reading this, it was uh let's see, yeah, love bugs are in Florida. The harmless bugs often attached to a mate are everywhere, and as you're driving around town, you may notice their guts are all over your car. So they have a way to clean bug guts oh, off that. of your car. No, it's actually kind of interesting. There's something special that you should use. Okay. That will get bug guts off of your car, and you could do it around here, too. Steve, you were thinking of the kissing bug. <laughs> oh, the cab. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but you use uh, dryer sheets. Dryer sheets? To what? To, to get Wipe? guts from the bugs. If you're driving around, you get splattered. Oh. Like, how do you see through the windshield if like they're all a- over the... What's that? Oh, I guess you do when the, you stop the car. Yeah, you stop yeah, the okay. car. Uh, so anyhow, if you if you find and and I always get one like right in my field of vision oh, in I the center, uh, and then you know then you hit the windshield wiper and it smears it all across dryer the dryer sheets. But a dryer sheet apparently will do. You need a little bit of water and a dryer sheet, and it will scrub the splats from your vehicle. Uh, they suggest also getting your car waxed. It makes it easier to remove the bug guts from your hood. Uh, and, of course, the wax will protect your car's paint as one, well. One time heading out to wow. Palm Springs through the desert, we went through a, uh, a swarm of something and just blasted the car, like, yeah. thick on the windshield. I don't even know what kind of bugs they were, whatever well, what's whatever, amasses de- whatever desert bug amasses in swarms. There's that one in the Midwest that happens every year. Is it mayflies? Mayflies, Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it turns day into night. Mm-hmm. I, some of those, like, in, my dad, you know, is in Texas, and some of the bugs there are like, what the heck? You know, when it's on its way to being a full-blown animal, yeah. it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, why? We were, we were in Kentucky one time, and my dad went on a fishing trip, and we were like, what's that big cloud over there? And the guy that we were there, he's like, oh, those are mayflies. Oh, my God. It was it was that big. I mean, we just show up on radar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I'll think it's a storm, and it's a swarm of bugs. So, dryer sheets. Dryer sheets. Know. It'll do it for you. All right, what else? Now, how do you, you got to fit the car in the dryer. Uh, ladies on the pill, on the, uh, you know, um... Birth control? Birth control, thank you very much. What is the pill called, by the way? Do, we, a, do we even know? A brand or... Well, or there's more than one. Yeah, there's a... Kid Be Gone. Kid Be Gone. I like it. There, yeah, there's a bunch of different brands you can take. Well, apparently a new study finds that female athletes on the pill are 63% less likely to tear their ACL. Huh. So if you're an athlete... Yes, yeah, <laughs> I really do. You might want to get on the pill. Wow. Okay. My, uh, my wife's going to have to get on uh, birth control um, to uh, regulate her menstrual cycle. Oh. oh so, so sometimes it's used for that, not just birth control. It's used for a couple of different things. Uh, for uh, they're In cases of uh, severe acne. 
Really? No yes. kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When yeah, when kids, I remember that friends of mine went on it when we were younger, like just in the in the very beginning when you would have that terrible acne uh, right when you first started to get your period. Yeah. And right. if you don't want to get pregnant, right? Yeah. Too. <laughs> Preston, can male athletes take the pill? And because yeah, it works great. Well, in the NFL, I mean, it's it's damn near epidemic level of people tearing their ACLs because um, they're just bigger, stronger, and faster than ever. And the ACL is just not strong enough to carry that um, that load. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know because uh, I'm having trouble with my load. <laughs> apparently, so the ACL connects the thigh bone to the shin, helps stabilize the knee joint, and a tear in it can be career ending for an mm-hmm. athlete. But Brown University researchers say. The ACL contains estrogen receptors. Well, what's a thigh bone connected to? Uh, that's uh, to the, the shin bone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they have uh, been shown to increase ligament laxity or looseness. Ooh. Uh, so it, it responds to estrogen. Now, case estrogen does some other things to your body, too. And It'll... I don't know if the football players would... It would probably go on boobies. Yes, it'd probably feminize because whenever, like, in, in the world of <laughs> bodybuilding, whenever... Um, steroids or hormones are taken, they have the converse effect. So they will make female athletes masculine right. and they will make um, men uh, start to have feminine traits. Steve, right. what TV show or movie was it? Oh, it was The Mick, where the kids started taking the pill? <laughs> yes. <laughs> The little yeah, kid in yeah, this yeah. show. I don't know why he took the pill, but uh, he thought he was doing the right thing, and he started taking all on all these feminine <laughs> traits. It was, it and was he's a like really a nine-year-old. Yeah, 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 really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyhow, that might uh, help out with the ACL. How are we doing on time here? Um, you know what, Press? We should probably take a break. All right, we got to wrap it up because we're going live on Fox Good Day. Yes, it's Wednesday morning, so we got to do that. All right. Anyhow, I needed to clean these uh, stories out. Thank well you for done. Me to do that. You uh, there? I appreciate that. Hey, our buddy uh, Nick Elmy is going to be stopping by, uh, chef, of course, who's been by on a number of occasions, helped us out with a few things. So he'll be stopping in in a few minutes to tell you about a charity event that is coming up. We also have Dana Gold on the program. John Clark will be joining us, too, from NBC10. Uh, when we return, though, we will get to the Bizarre File and more. Stay with us. Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know, they're, they're they're building new offices around here. Uh, they're ripping the building apart and working on some. So low on the priority list is Nick's Mikey squeaks, uh, squeaky mic stand. Uh, but someday, my, my, this is mine. Someday we'll get to it. But Nick's is real bad. So that's going on. Outside the window, we're seeing sparks fall down because they're doing welding right outside the window. We're hearing construction sounds all over the place. The welding is actually kind it of It is cool. kind of cool. I want to yeah. get out there. Yeah. I- I didn't realize how many people actually noticed the mic squeaks, but I posted a video on Instagram and everyone's like, oh my God, thank you for acknowledging it. Yeah. It's been driving me crazy for months. Not much we can do about Sorry, it right guys. now, but eventually, maybe a year from now after they build our <laughs> well, studios and offices, they'll get that done. I have a quick fix for it. Just don't put your microphone up. Just leave it down. And when you don't want to use it, you just move it aside. I know, but I've been yeah. doing it for it's what years. Does. I know. It's hard to, we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. Uh, we got about a minute before we're going on uh, Fox Good Day. So real quick, I want to mention that we are getting set for the coolest teacher of the year next week. We're going to start uh, drawing names from our uh, you know hat full of, of school names that we have. And then 
we'll put the voting up for that school for you to vote on your teacher. But in, in leading into this, uh, Marissa wanted us to uh, solicit for people to nominate their high school to go into the hat to be chosen out of there. So we're going to try that out. It's always nice to change things up and see uh, how we can improve. Oh. So what you can do is you just go to PrestonandSteve.com, and there's a form there. Fill it out. It's just basically asking for the high school that you want to nominate. It needs to be open. It's open to current high school students who are uh, grade 9 to 12. Uh, so if you would do that, we'd appreciate it. So go to PrestonandSteve.com and uh, nominate your school. And you never know. It might get chosen, and then you can vote on the teacher. So... Uh, if you could get to that, we're going to start it next week. Music means we're going on Fox Good Day, so let's do it. Hey, Preston and Steve, here we go. There's this high school teacher we found is getting some notoriety for his comprehensive list of slang words. I guess that the idea is that he wants to keep up with the kids in his class. Mm. What are they All right. talking right. about? Yeah. So we can be clued in. So you want to have a little quiz? We yeah, please. Quiz. Yeah, try it out. We're going to do one. Yeah, bro. Number one. It's two <laughs> words. High key. So it's H I G H K E Y. High key. What's that mean? Uh wow. High key. Yeah. Huh. I'm trying First to decipher. Yeah, done. that's that's really that's that's kind of a uh uh it, you want I, a lifeline? I, I yeah, would, we need a lifeline. I would this is kind of the most obvious of them. Marissa, uh, she's out of the she's out of the room. Uh I would say that it's uh that it it's great. It's something that's wonderful. I don't know. No, it's it's actually means very obvious. He gave oh, you a, a high key. Yeah. All right. Any explanation yeah, I, as to why high key means very well, obvious? It's the opposite of low key. Like you say, oh, I was low key oh. upset. Yeah, I'm and so slap someone. Oh, high key. Okay, yeah. I got it. I'm with you. All right, next one. Hop off. Hop off. Um, shut up. Go uh, away. Back off. Back off. I'd say mind leave. your own business. Mind yeah. your own business. All right. Yeah. Now this one is a, a more recent one. No cap. No cap. No cap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're look. not wearing a hat. <laughs> not in All right, that makes sense. Uh, it's it's free. It's not going to cost you anything. No, it means I'm serious. Like no lie. I'm not joking. Like for real. This no is for real. No cap. No cap. For real. Like you know, the Sixers lost badly last night. No cap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Snack. Snack. Right, Steve's oh. looking like a snack. Snack. Oh, I'm looking uh, really good. Oh, okay. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Right no, there you go. Because who doesn't like a snack? I just put two and two together. <laughs> and then finally, you ready? Oh, nice. Ready? Secure the bag. Secure the bag. It's take care of your private parts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Cover up. Secure the bag. Secure the bag. That's your your answer? You're sticking with it? I'm going to stick with it. I'll I'll get what he said. (laughs) (laughs) It means get the money. You know, you got to secure the bag. bag. Get that check. Okay. Put the money bag. A bag of money. Preston, whatever happened to 23 skidoo? Uh, I like words like gnarly and... (laughs) And bitching, and you know the old yeah. English stuff. Those were, red, those were those pretty cool. Red, red. And, you know, yeah, yeah. they had they had a little red. pizzazz to them, but you know, a gem. Just securing the bag. That's all. <laughs> just securing the bag. <laughs> Is that what it was? Secure the bag. Yeah. Right. Just trying sure. to keep up with the kids, man. Yeah, yeah man. I know what you mean. All right, sis. I'll see you later. Nice. <laughs> later on, Rose Beef. Sis. Right. So dismissive. That's one of those uh, the right. kids sayings. I'll see you later. See you later. Uh, yesterday. We were, we did, and an, uh, well, maybe we'll do this a, a lengthier segment, but we, we went and we filmed an episode of Clash Room. Yeah. With our friend Richard Curtis over at Fox 29, who is the host of that show. And at some point, one of the students in, in, the, in the studio studio audience asked me to do something 
and I didn't know what she was talking about. Do you remember that? Yeah, but no. I don't. I didn't hear what. And then Steve did it right, or something. No, it was like, uh, oh, what was that? It's a it's a dance move. I forget yeah, but what it had called. a name to it. Yeah, the the, the oh, jerk the wheel. I don't here comes Marissa. The whoa, jerk the wheel, <laughs> jerk the wheel. <laughs> It was similar to that. It was called yeah. the Whoa. Tug on whoa. this. The Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's not tug on this. Is that is that what that's supposed to be? Like you're turning the wheel where it goes, whoa. Watch out. Whoa. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, Jasmine. There's a dog in the street. Yeah. Jasmine over here, who uh, is really, oh, my God, mine squeaks, too. I didn't realize it. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine was doing it. She immediately was like, oh, the Whoa. And Show it. Move. J- Jasmine, do it. Do it. All right. And is that <laughs> supposed whoa. to be a, hang on. Is that supposed to be a steering wheel? Or do you know? Hang on, Jasmine. Get over to the microphone, please. No, you like throw it up in the air, so you throw it and then like catch it, like. Whoa! Whoa! Oh. Okay. Jasmine's a little hoarse this morning. I know. What were you doing? What were you doing last night, Jazz? Studying hard. Yeah. Studying for finals. (laughs) I was studying for my finals exams, but I still have time to go. Whoa! (laughs) She's studying hard. All right, anyhow. All right, so let's do the Bizarre File, and then we're going to welcome a, a guest onto the microphone. So here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, this morning it is brought to you by uh, Coors Light. You can enter to win a week at the Coors Light Beach House. Just click the ad, WMMR.com, on WMMR.com. Or you can go to CoorsLight.com slash Summerhouse. From Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer, a Portland man now faces felony criminal charges after police say he created a homemade bomb containing dog feces and tricked a former friend into setting it off. <laughs> Rob Alexander Stout placed the bomb into a plastic toolbox and filled the, bog, the, the box with dog feces wow. that he had collected from his dog and dogs that had defecated around a courtyard. He then set the toolbox up to explode upon opening, police said. This is actually very funny. (laughs) Stout admitted to police that he had set up the device because he was angry at his former friend for failing to return something of his. (laughs) One of the things that he and his friend had uh, liked to do together was watch YouTube videos of people pulling pranks, Stout said. Police contacted Stout after his former friend called them. Uh, to report that someone had left the toolbox bomb on the back of his Camaro. When he opened it, it exploded with such force that it sounded like an M80, he said, going off, and the dog crap was blown out of the toolbox. You know what this makes me think of, Preston? You remember the movie Men at Work? Yes. Yeah. And they 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 put it in the guy's locker. The poop bomb. Yeah. Yeah, It was hilarious. Well, the man apparently wasn't hurt because court papers don't describe any injuries and Stout wasn't charged with assault. Police who investigated determined that the toolbox contained a battery, wiring, switches, and an airbag from a car. <laughs> and it Whoa! worked. Yeah. Hey, we're going to be at Subaru on Friday. Uh, <laughs> Stout was booked into jail on Thursday but released after posting $2,000 in bail that same day. A felony charge of unlawful uh, manufacturing a destructive device. Uh, he was charged with that. And police who searched the home uh, say they found methamphetamine and a sawed-off <laughs> shotgun. Leading to more charges of meth possession, being a felon in possession of a firearm and unlawfully possessing a short-barreled gun. You know, it's just a short jump from a poop bomb to a bomb bomb. Mm -hmm. A man was shot inside of a Publix grocery store in Florida on Sunday when a gun inside a purse unexpectedly fired. Deputies say Vernon Meisner was shot in the shin when his wife's purse fell from the checkout counter to the floor. The impact caused a two-shot pistol inside Lillian Miser's purse to fire. 
He is a concealed carry permit holder. Burnham was taken to the hospital to be treated. Deputies say surveillance video captured the incident, but are not releasing the video. No criminal charges are expected to be filed. Uh, dozens of shoppers headed for the exits of when course. they heard the gunfire, but uh, she's not going to be charged. Uh, the modern submarine is not a simple machine. A loss of propulsion, unexpected flooding, and trouble with reactors or weapons can doom a subcrew to a watery grave. Also, it's a good idea, you know, to close the hatch before you dive. <laughs> is that what happened? Uh-huh. Call it a lesson learned for the Indian Navy, which managed to put the country's first nuclear missile submarine, <laughs> the $2.9 billion INS Ehrenhunt, wow. out of commission in the most boneheaded way possible. The Hindu reported yesterday that the Aaron Hunt has been out of commission since suffering major damage some 10 months ago due to what a Navy source characterized as a human error, which is allowing water to flood the sub's propulsion compartment after failing to secure one of the vessel's external hatches. Jeez. Water rushed in as a hatch on the rear side was left open by mistake. And this is a nuclear sub? While the sub was at harbor, yes. Ah, wonderful. Shortly after the submarine's launch is when this happened. Since then, the sub has been undergoing repairs and cleanup. Uh, Besides other repair work, many pipes had to be cut open and replaced. A Florida woman pulled a small alligator out of her pants during a traffic stop on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. I'm finished. Uh, The unidentified woman showed an officer the reptile uh, when asked, do you have anything else? She also had 41 three-striped turtles in her vehicle as well. Florida woman. Uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission was called to the scene and has taken over the investigation. A spokesperson for the state agency did not immediately respond for a request commenting Tuesday morning. Do we think she was smuggling them or just taking her pets out for a walk? I'm not really sure. Uh, Florida's home to more than a million gators, by the way, and the beasts are protected under state law. You know what? They feel awful good in your pants. Now, on Saturday, a Florida man. <laughs> Florida man. We're getting both today. Was arrested on drunk driving charges after police say he crashed a lawnmower into a police cruiser. (laughs) Wait till you hear this story. So Gary Wayne Anderson (laughs) crashed into the cruiser outside Rodriguez fashion. And a lawnmower. While a uh, Haines City police officer was away from the car. Now Anderson acknowledged hitting the cruiser but offered an excuse. He was drunk and said there was no damage to the car. But that was his excuse. He's like, I was drunk. I'm drunk. Yep. Uh, He... (laughs) Oh, and I collect child porn. Uh, he, he failed the field sobriety test and was taken to the Haines City Police Department. Of the department, Anderson told police uh, that he had been poisoned by police and demanded to be oh. taken to a hospital. At uh, Heart of Florida Regional Medical Center, his blood alcohol level was .241. Can't drive a mower like that. More than three times the legal limit. Cocaine was also found in Anderson's system. Uh, his mood shifted from laughing to aggressive at one point. He directed the racial slurs at an officer. Oh, good. He was really helping his case there. Anderson's driver's license has been suspended since 1978. <laughs> so that's why he drives around on a lawnmower. Uh-huh. He has two prior drunk driving convictions. He drives for Uber on his lawnmower. Uh, the crash caused minor damage to the rear bumper of the cruiser. Anderson's lawnmower and trailer hooked to the lawnmower were towed. And a cooler could be seen <laughs> in the trailer from a picture provided. It's just amazing. Police. So uh, there you go. That was his uh, his Florida man moment. People don't realize that if they're in a vehicle like that, whether it be a golf cart or anything out on the road and they're drunk, they're still yeah. 
Yeah, they can still receive uh, all the uh, you can get a punishment of the law. Yeah, absolutely. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, we have a friend who is in the studio. We are happy to have him here. He's uh, he's judged some events for us before. He's fed us before. He's done all kinds of stuff, and now uh, doing a really cool thing. It's an event. Uh, actually, it's called No Kid Hungry. Yeah, it's great. It's Taste of the Nation is the event, and it's coming up uh, tomorrow. Wow. Uh, please welcome our friend, uh, one of the most wonderful chefs in the city of Philadelphia, Mr. Nicholas Elmy. Yeah. This morning. Hey, Nick. How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? Good, how are you? Good to see you. It's been a little while. It's been how a you, minute, yeah. How you been? Pretty spectacular. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really excited about the event tomorrow at the Bach Building. I don't know if anybody's been to Bach Bar. No. no. Tell me about that. What Bach Building is the old uh, technical school down in South Philly. It's okay. a real, relatively large building. It's about a city block. Uh, on the eighth floor of the building, there's a bar. Uh, when you get up there, you get, you get the landscape of the entire city. Wow. So think of like when you're in Center City and you can look south and see all of South Philly. Yeah. And when you're in South Philly, you look north, you see the entire landscape. So, you know, it's gorgeous bar. We have like... 30 of the city's best chefs from the best restaurants coming out to cook. You know, the guys from my restaurants, Laurel uh, in the Valley and Royal Boucherie, the guys from Vernick, Walnut Street Cafe, Townsend, Poi Dog, uh, you know, tons of people who are just excited to cook and raise money for No Get Hungry. So, so the best of the best. And explain what the charity does. So for the most part, we, we raise money to feed underprivileged kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, one in six kids across the nation deal with food insecurity. That number actually jumps in Philadelphia to yeah. uh, one in four. It's wild because obviously we do the camp out for hunger. And, and despite, you know, uh, everything sort of taking a, a nice turnaround, Philadelphia is not doing well with mm-hmm. the, with this. And, and, and the, the homeless are, are really getting a hit. And there's a lot of food insecurity. Yeah, unfortunately. A, a lot of work that we do has to do with um, breakfast for kids in the morning. Yeah. Uh, kids who can't, uh, who don't have the opportunity to feed themselves or parents don't have the opportunity opportunity to feed themselves so especially uh food right after the bell so they they're guaranteed to get food because we've found that when you do food before the bell sometimes people don't make it there in time and you know they're not fed and when you know studies have shown that you know when a child's not eating especially healthy in the morning they perform worse in school yeah it's a cascade effect worse physically yeah uh, emotionally so uh the best new better part it's a national uh Charity, but the food that we ra- the money that we raise in Philadelphia stays in Philadelphia. Okay, and right. helps Philadelphia schools. Well, that's good. And uh, at this event, so uh, people come by and sample with uh, the different chefs have uh, cooked up. Is it that type of thing? Yeah, different okay. samples, a bunch of different bars. Um, you know, there'll be plenty of food. Tickets are one hundred twenty five bucks. But uh, no kid hungry back dot org backslash Philadelphia. You can find tickets uh, six to nine tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Philly at the Bach Bar. Uh, Nick, I was talking to you a little bit before. You're, you're a great follow on Instagram, and uh, you have the information about this event, by the way, on your Instagram uh, account, which is Nicholas Elmy. And um, you've you've done a lot of traveling recently for work and not for work, but uh, talk a little bit about that trip to Italy, because that sounded really cool, uh, the thing that you were able to do and, and have people travel with you um, as a part of this uh, culinary experience. So uh, Jeff uh, Michaud, who owns Osteria Restaurant on North Broad Street, uh, one of my favorite places in the city to get pasta, is uh, he does these culinary tours a couple times a year where he teams up with a chef. And we take like 14 or 16 yahoos with us to Italy and kind of show them around northern Italy. We went to Bergamo, Cialta, Salo, uh, Verona. And we basically take care of you for six or seven days, uh, bringing in Michelin star restaurants, cheese store, cheese tours, wine tours, uh, olive oil tours. We we get really fat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we try to see some cool architecture, but we're busy getting fat. Do you take in the Andy Warhol Museum like Marissa did? 
Over there? Uh, no. Okay. No, we she bypassed. We went to one of the Coliseums in Verona, which is really cool. We got to see the fake Romeo and Juliet balcony. Ah. Uh, which apparently I didn't know wasn't wasn't a real thing. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, you got to see all the fake time. stuff, yeah. But yeah, it's fun. The, the best part about it is like you get like this weird uh, group dynamic where you're hanging out with 14 or 16 people that you've never, you you may have met in the restaurant, but yeah, like, you have to, now we have to hang out for six days. Yeah, <laughs> is this is it, is it trips like that that give you ideas for the unique dishes that you come up with? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can learn anything anywhere, yeah. and we did a couple of really cool charcuterie tours. So we do a lot of charc. Uh, we we make all of our own charcuterie at Royal Boucherie. Uh, so all of our own prosciuttos and salamis and stuff like that. And it was cool to just see someone else. Someone else's take on it. Yeah, yeah, you have to. It's, it's, it's sort of a, a fact find, a research yeah. it's, mission. Yeah, it, it's wild the stuff that that Nick and some of the other people of his ilk come up with. Because I ate at uh, Laurel, my wife and I went and had dinner one night, and uh, the uh, the server comes over and and goes and is going to uh, add something to our meal. And it was, and I'll get this wrong because it was maybe it was over a year ago that I was there, but it was a uh, it was a heart. Of some sort, it was like a pig heart. I don't know what it was. Really, it was a duck heart? Oh, is it a duck heart filled yeah. with salt or something like that? Or cured? oh no, the beef heart. Yeah, yeah. We we over cure and over dry beef heart, and we call it beef salt. So we season beef with beef heart. Yeah, and then they come over and they like grate it over your food as a added. Really? Uh, yeah, and I'm like, that's I, why I texted him. Like, where? What? Where did you? What? <laughs> Beef heart, seasoned yeah. beef, season beef with beef. Okay, it was, uh, it was great. It makes it was awesome. But it was so you raved about the meal. It was so bizarre. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the concept of it all. Uh, so I just the sky's the limit when it comes to stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's as far as you can take it. As yeah. as far as your mind and creativity will allow you to go. Yeah. Hey. You know, and and the best part is, is for the most part, everything you find already tastes good. We just have to make it fun and presentable and right. What's the palatable? What's the guiltiest pleasure junk food that you? Uh, you really, you're, you're a sucker for, yeah. The- like, I eat so much candy. Really? It's ridiculous. It's so bad. I quit drinking 21 months ago, and I didn't You look like you lost weight, yeah, definitely, I have, since it's like, yeah. Uh, I think since I've quit, like, 40 pounds, 45 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Um, but my candy intake is, like, through the roof. <laughs> like, so, like, over-the-counter, yeah, like, Twix bars? Really? Gummy bears. A bags. lot of gummies. Wow. A lot of right. Reese's. A lot of stealing kids. Uh, oh, my God. I think they're listening. I, I stole your Easter candy. It's in the corner shelf, guys. So you, you slum it a little bit when, yeah. it, comes to, uh, when it comes to food. You oh, absolutely. Need, you don't need the finer things no. all the time. Not always no. a beef heart. No. Yeah. we and we. My wife's a great cook and we eat really healthy all so right i don't feel terrible about it okay but, yeah. you gotta have you gotta okay. have your guilty pleasures you, you always have to keep one vice yeah and, and prison chi chi i know you've become enamored of <laughs> i was trying not to remember that <laughs> but yeah on my way and i was like damn it the last time I <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute so your wife's a good cook yeah she's really has she she worked in the industry uh no we tried working we worked together for like a year uh-huh. and after a year we literally like looked each other and high five we were like that was fun yeah, 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 yeah. she's like I, I quit I'm like cool uh, awesome uh, 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 I'll take nice. your resignation that's great now do you give her any suggestions when it comes to uh, cooking or you just shut up let it be yeah. I I learned my lesson to let it be very good but she can't I mean her her father's a great cook her mother's a great cook oh happy birthday Annette um <laughs> there the, she comes from a family that knows how to cook and okay. she's she's great and she cooks healthy she cooks every night I mean I don't get to cook that much at home i'm cooking I, yeah i, I, t- I totally get it so uh, between laurel and royal bushery uh any other plans for or are you just good with those two right now for uh we have, we have the cocktail bar next to laurel itv in mm-hmm. the valley um and i think three is enough coming okay. soon a candy store yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. probably a great idea yeah. I, do, I spend a lot of times what's the place in uh, old city 
Starts with an F. Shane's. Oh, okay. Confectionery. There you go. Buy a lot of licorice there. (laughs) Right around the corner. All right. Well, a heads up because the event is tomorrow, uh, six to nine p.m. One hundred twenty-five dollars, and you might think, "Wow, that's a lot of money." But it's going to go to a great cause, and you're going to get probably some of the best food you've ever had in your life. Uh, And you can go to uh, nokidhungry.org for information to buy the tickets. And of course, you got the info right there on. Uh, Nick's Instagram page as well, which is just Nicholas Elmy. If you want to check that out, we'll post this stuff as well on our websites. Make it easy for you. Yeah, you're treating yourself and doing a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And why not? What do you got going on tomorrow night? Yeah, go eat some and great if, food. If one twenty five is too much, if you want to text the word "share" to eight zero one zero zero, you donate ten bucks right away. Right? Okay. Now. Oh, there you go. That's easy. Oh, Casey just I we got a pair of tickets. Whoa! To give away. So Nick, pick me a two digit number that's not crazy high. Fourteen. All right, I love it. Two one five two six. Crazy. WMMR uh, tomorrow night. The rooftop at Bach is where it's going to be. An unforgettable, unforgettable night of unlimited bites and sips from Philly's best restaurants and drink purveyors. Uh, NoKidHungry.org if you want to buy those tickets. We call it number 14. We'll set you up. you got to be 21, I would imagine, because there's booze and everything. I don't know. Do you know if that's yeah, the case or I not? Yeah, I mean, I'm bringing my daughter. She's nine. <laughs> <laughs> but you let her drink. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the so caveat. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, cool. Well, good luck with the event. If you never need anything, let us know. Awesome, All right. guys. Thank cool. you so much. Good to see you. Nick Elmy, guys. Yay! One of the best in the city, in the country. We're going to be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now. 93.3 now. WMMR. Now. Everything that rocks. I wanted to throw this out there. I've been waiting to uh, to mention this. I've had the story for a little bit, but it's pretty priceless. Uh, this is excerpted from uh, Outside Magazine. And it is a list of the really dumb questions purportedly asked of park rangers by tourists. Oh, I'm sure this is good. And uh, and I know we've we've gone here before, but it's always interesting to hear what really dumb questions people will ask you at work. I mean, so let me give you an example, okay? Grand Canyon National Park, and these are broken up by the parks. Okay, so here are some of the questions that the park rangers have received. Um, was this man-made? <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Canyon. And the person asking that, they assume, is asking it seriously. Legitimately. Yeah. Is this man-made? Um, do you light it up at night? I bought tickets for the elevator to the bottom. Where is it? Mm-hmm. The elevator. The famous Grand Canyon elevator. Mm-hmm. But if they bought tickets. Yeah. <laughs> selling the tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy in the van. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is the mule train air-conditioned? Oh, my God. <laughs> What are all these mules sitting on this train for? And uh, they also get another one of the most stupid questions is, so where are the faces of the presidents? <laughs> at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. Exactly. Uh, at Everglades National Park. Which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, they get questions like, are the alligators real? <laughs> are the baby alligators for sale? Of course they are. Uh, where are all the rides? It's the Everglades. Yes, but it's a park. Person. It's a park. Like, oh, it's got Everglades. Where this, where's the swing set? Uh, and then apparently someone had was asked at one, at one point, what time does the 2 o'clock bus leave? Oh, my God. <laughs> Noon. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hopefully somebody says something like that. Wow. We were in uh, Ireland. We went to the Aran Islands, and uh, 
my friend, we were missing, we were running. We were going to miss the ferry that was taking us back. And my girlfriend looked at me. She goes, it's fine. We'll just take a cab if we don't make it. Oh, and I was my like, God. I just looked at her. I'm like, we're getting really? on a boat. Yeah, yeah, you'll take a cab and the cab will drive on the ferry and you'll go. <laughs> I told you before, when uh, we were in the Virgin Islands, uh, we went on a, um, a snorkeling trip. And I, and I I asked the the people that were, uh, you know, that were give, taking us on this trip, what are the dumbest questions that people ask you? Because I'm sure you hear them all the time. And several of them said some of the same things, which were, um, how long does it take to swim underneath the island from oh. one end to the other? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, they were asked, how do the islands keep from moving around? Right. They because think they think they're moored. What if they break from the anchors? Exactly. Yeah. They think they're actually moored down, and it was always stuff like that. Like, well, who was the senator who asked about, uh, was it Guam, that it Guam, Guam would tip over? Yeah, oh if there were God. too many military people, service men and women on one side of the island, it yeah. would actually flip over. I like hearing about these Jesus. things because um, I've had moments in my life, and when I hear these, I go, okay. Yeah, I'm not so bad. Least, yeah, right? Or at least I'm not uh, totally abnormal. Right. But to mm-hmm. think, to think, you know... Honestly, to be that unaware uh, that you think the mm-hmm. faces of the president are in the Grand Canyon, or that's a man-made, not, as man if it's some made. enormous quarry. Yeah, I mean, it's massive, folks. If you've never seen it in person, you just, anyway. All right, so here's one from uh, Denali National Park in Alaska. Uh, some of the questions that were asked of the park rangers. What time do you feed the bears? <laughs> it's, it's really wonderful to see when we start feeding nature. Yeah. Uh, can you show me where the Yeti lives? <laughs> One of the questions. Uh, somebody also asked, how often do you mow the tundra? And how much does Mount McKinley weigh? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, well, that's a could, good question. You could probably figure that out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to Ma- put it on the scale. <laughs> Mesa Verde National Park. Now, I've never been there. I don't In, uh, think. Colorado. Okay. It's um, uh, an old, like um, Native Americans used to live there. So it's these dwellings and the rock walls. Okay. You know what? Maybe I have been there. My dad and I saw some ancient uh, Native American dwellings on our trip out west, but I don't remember what state we were in when we went to see it. He really wanted to see it. You don't go for natural beauty. You go for historical value. Right, it's right. It's in southwest uh, Colorado. Okay, so the rangers there were asked, and listen to this, did people build this or did Indians? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no people, just Indians. Uh, okay, I've been here. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh yeah, it says Preston was here. Uh, I, I was there. <laughs> Man, did I piss my dad off. Oh, no. What'd you, What'd you do? do? Um, we He wanted to go there, and I didn't understand what he was taking me to go see. Right. Dwellings. I didn't know what that meant. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know it meant ancient <laughs> uh, ancient domiciles, things that yeah. have been, you know, habitats. And I'm like, I just want to go to the Grand Canyon. I want to go to the Grand Canyon. And I wouldn't shut up about the Grand Canyon. <laughs> my dad eventually goes... <laughs> He goes, we, we were at, we were approaching the parks. All right, I'm taking you to the goddamn Grand Canyon just to shut you up. He was really pissed I off. I love you, Dad. <laughs> and then we got there. We got to Mesa Verde, and I thought it was really cool. I loved it. But he was so pissed off at me, like he wouldn't even talk to me uh, the whole time that we were there. So, so I, I regret having you. <laughs> I regret making love to your mother. I regret it all. I ruined it for him. I, yeah. I ruined the whole experience. He didn't care. He's just walking around all red-faced and pissed off. Sounds like you need to take him back there. I probably should. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I do need to do him. And then there. when you get him back there, start saying, I want to go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it sucks. That's <laughs> your memory. Son of, the of a bitch, yeah. 
Uh, so other questions they've asked at uh, Mesa Verde were, why did they build the ruins so close to the road? <laughs> <laughs> so they could get their cars out of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, do you know of any undiscovered ruins? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch. There's a lot. Yeah. We haven't, we, we haven't, we haven't discovered We have a yet. full list of undiscovered. Yeah. And then uh, another one says, why did the Indians decide to live in Colorado? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why not? Uh these are stupid questions asked of park rangers. Have you ever realized a stupid question has left your lips at any yes. one of these places? Um, at, one yeah, come to mind? I, I don't have anything that, that jumps in mind, but I know feeling that sense of embarrassment of, I can't believe I just asked that question. That's why you really have to think about a question before you ask it, if you're with a tour guide or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, so in Carlsbad Caverns, uh, so some somebody had asked, how much of the cave is underground? Oh, man. <laughs> Probably all of it, right? Yeah. I'm well, assuming. it really kind of has to be to qualify as a cave. What's in the unexplored part of the cave? Uh, does it ever rain in here? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they put awesome. in a roof. So. That's a good one. Uh, and then, then you get the people like like at uh, at Yellowstone that are you know look at uh, at Old Faithful and go, that's it. Yeah. So somebody else, uh, it, uh, I guess, people have uh, said things along the lines of. So what is this? Just a hole in the ground? (laughs) (laughs) And then someone had asked how many ping pong balls it would take to fill up Carlsbad Caverns. Uh, At Yosemite National Park, uh, one of the dumb questions they get is, where are the cages for the animals? And also, what time do you turn on Yosemite Falls? I mean, you almost wonder, is that just someone being a smartass or is that legitimately asked? Are people that effing stupid? Well, I, I kind of had a stupid question about the Grand Canyon, but you ha- you also have to understand that, like, when I entered the Grand Canyon, everything, you know, I sort of entered at the ground level. Yeah, by the I, uh, president's house. Yeah. <laughs> right by the president's. And I was in a, on the river, and as we, you know, the, the trip went on, I went, yeah. you know, deeper and deeper into the canyon. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't know if this is a giant hole or if a, if it's a mountain range. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, 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 clearly, it's called a canyon, so I know it's a, a but... But if it, if it if it goes down, is it a mountain range at any point, or is it just nothing but a hole? Oh, okay, all right, run that by me again. Excuse me. All right, I don't know how to like. I just I, I told you it was a stupid question. Yeah, and so, no, but you're you're really not. Yeah, yeah, so the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the question is the Grand at, at any Canyon. Point, is it a is it at, at any point is it mountains or is it? Just a hole, a just a gigantic oh, hole. Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, so yeah, it it was the, it, the water weathered that down. Mm-hmm. That was that was not a valley before. It started up there and then, and then it weathered and created that valley and all those where the, those where things. the Colorado yes. is right exactly. But the rest of it, well, that probably it shrank down to eventually be the size of the Colorado. It was probably much larger than that at some point. And then also the problem is I've never actually seen the Grand Canyon from the top. Okay, I've only seen it from the bottom. Okay, yeah. So when you get to the top of the Grand Canyon, it's it's mostly flat. It's not yeah. like a, it's a mountain range, so it's a plateau. Yep. And so to answer your question, I mean there are there are canyons through mountain ranges. It's not a stupid question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the Grand Canyon itself is is through these plateaus that has worn down over the years. I yep. got to get there again, man. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. should go to the top. Yep. Uh, so here's a couple other uh, stupid questions. Uh, Yellowstone does Old Faithful erupt at night? <laughs> How do you turn it on? When does the guy who turns it on get to sleep? And uh, we had trouble finding the park entrances, but where are the exits? <laughs> oh, my God, people. People. 
Here's one locally that says, when I was a Revolutionary War reenactor at Fort Mifflin, this is a text coming in, people used to ask, why did they build the fort so close to the airport? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. He said that someone responded once, so Continental Airlines and British Airways could get the troops here. Uh, they had to do it somehow. And the woman responded, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, my well, God. listen, you got her answer. Uh, let me go to, here you go. Uh, we have Zach, who is a historian. Hi, Zach. Good morning. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, buddy. So do you do the uh, the period clothing and all that stuff uh, as far uh, as? Yeah, we, okay. yeah, we do the whole nine, yep. Okay, tell us some of the questions you got. Uh, well, I do a lot of work for the National Park Service, like uh, Gettysburg, Shiloh, Antietam, stuff like that. Right. So we'll set up, we'll set up our our living history demonstrations, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking like grown adults will come up and be like, "Are those fires real? Are those <laughs> rifles real?" It's are, like, are you serious, man? Come yeah. <laughs> it, are the fires real? They're you, holograms. Oh my god. It's like we we actually have like all of our mess kit on the fire, like cooking our grub for the weekend, and they'll be like, "Are those fires real?" Like, <laughs> I don't know. You could always touch it, and <laughs> right, exactly. So when you're there, oh and you're God, you, Zach. you stay in in character, right? You do a character. Is that one of those deals? Yeah, we usually will. Our the group that I'm with will pick a unit out and research the unit, and and we'll go as far as what uniforms and rifles they had for the campaign that we're doing. And then, uh, yeah, once we go live on that Friday, we're we're there until Sunday, living just like they were. Yeah, you got and and every and Preston, no, Will, your 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 good friend does does reenactments uh, and you take it very seriously. Yeah, I, yeah. When, when I did uh, Colonial Williamsburg, Thanks, they had you know you'd walk around and there'd be people in each of the houses, you know, sort of pretending they were a, per, a character, mm-hmm. and you'd hear some dumb <laughs> some dumb questions. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go next to uh, Nick, who grew up in Gettysburg. Hey, Nick, good morning. Good morning, guys. You guys rock. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So you've heard some of the stupid questions? Oh, my God. Grow up in Gettysburg. People would ask, where do they put the monuments at night? <laughs> at like night. A, yeah. To protect them. You know, yeah. so no they one steals secret, them. You can't leave them out in the weather. Vault and they, a secret vault and they drop down. Or, sure. Here's a great one. Devil's Den, which is some giant rocks. Are the rocks made of paper mache? <sighs> or did they bring the rocks here after the battle? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's they're massive, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have, it's, have a good one, guys. Thank, right, thank you. you. I appreciate Did it. Did they it's, bring the rocks there after the battle? It's unbelievable this stupidity. And look, I understand if you may not know the details of a historical significant event that that's took fine. place. That's fine. But is are those fires real? Who turns on the waterfall? Right. Exactly. Uh, I will go to Gary. Hey, Gary. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. It's all good, my man. So where do you work where you get stupid questions? I was actually out at Fort Delaware, so I uh, I feel Zach's pain. We got the same fire question. <laughs> Seriously? People don't believe the fires That's are real? Serious. Oh, no. They would come up. They're like, um, can my literally, literally, this happened. Can my daughter touch that? Is that a real fire? Sure. Wow. Yeah. Matt, yeah, jump on in, man. <laughs> jump on in. It's totally fine. Uh, how you could not distinguish a real fire? You know what? I think part right. of the problem is that people are so used to theme parks and so used yeah. to things being yeah. faked and uh, and that they're not genuine, you know, that they, they go to a place like this and like, well, this must be fake, too, that this must be an artificial. And, and so they yeah. ask questions because they think this is the Disney version. Well, no, this is actually how nature created it. Exactly. The worst part is back in one side of the fort, there's three ovens. 
and I'll explain what they actually were for. But all the time we would get, is this where you, where you uh, bake the prisoners or where you cook the prisoners? <laughs> where you bake the prisoners? Oh, my God. Yeah, they're thinking of the Holocaust. Yeah. Oh my. They were, it was for creating hot shot. They'd put the cannonballs in there, heat them up, then they sure. were moved and shot. Yeah. Set the boats on fire. But, mm, uh, is that prisoners was, I smell? <laughs> yeah. There was no end. There was no end to the stupidity. Well, uh, and and sometimes there's 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 a juxtaposition of of you know time periods, and you can sort of get that. But um, yeah, it's it's a, is that where they bake the prisoners? Okay, yeah. yeah I, what do you even say to that? <laughs> yep. No, 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 no. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Here's hey, a good, have a great day, guys. You too. Uh, here's a good text. People in Gettysburg have asked, why don't the monuments have bullet holes in them? And what do you do with the monuments during the winter, et cetera? You put, you put sweaters on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they, yeah. they do. Keeps them nice and dry and warm, and uh, they're healthy for an, uh, spring when they're you ready to, to get go. a cold. Uh, I'll go to Duncan next. Hey, Duncan, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, good, buddy. All right, so what? what have you heard? All right, so I was out working Sundance in Park City, Utah, and I went up to uh, to Yellowstone, and um, I met up with two park rangers in the winter, and they we just got talking, and they said um, there's some stupid questions like, at what elevation do deer turn into elk? <laughs> <laughs> at what <laughs> elevation do the deer turn into uh, elk? I like that one. Uh, that's good. Um, this one, you could almost coin the phrase. It says, when did they let the animals out? Yeah. And, uh, we kind of laughed at it. It says, well, we let them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that it's it's fascinating because a lot it, it it is sometimes difficult for people to fathom. We took the uh, Alaskan cruise years ago, and I you know there are people on the ship, and I, I think they were trying to wrap their minds around what we were seeing. That's where the animals live. We are visiting them where they live. Yeah, and yeah. this isn't like they've been let out. This is where they live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's an alien concept to them. It's pretty hilarious. All right, thanks, man. Thanks, I appreciate sir. it. Thanks, uh, Steve, I was watching the uh, the documentary Apollo Eleven that you had given me yeah. uh, last night, and I I'm sure that uh, people that work at uh, you know Kennedy Space Center and everything probably get loads of questions that are just sure outrageously dumb. Yeah, and probably here at the Franklin Institute and the and the, and the art museum, all these places that have. Uh, you know, historical pieces are probably get dumb questions. And that's right. It's, pro- it's probably good to, you know, when you're out there and if you're not quite sure, just don't ask the question. Yep. Probably. Research it online. Probably a good idea. So, uh, but uh, yeah, these are, these are apparently questions. This came out in an outside magazine. It was from a couple of years ago, but I thought it was kind of interesting because you just never know. Nick, are you going to a national park this summer? I'm going to a few. Yeah. Okay. In California. Yeah. I'm going to go to Yosemite for the first time. I've never been. And oh, I'm going to go to uh, Sequoia and Kings Canyon as well. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, I think there are eight or nine in California, so if time permits, I'll try to get some more. But um, I love going to the national parks. I haven't been to Mesa Verde yet, Preston. Maybe I'll go with your dad sometime. Okay, <laughs> please, you two can go have a good You're time. You're the son I wanted. <laughs> uh, and uh, I finally saw I saw the documentary, the the guy that the, did the free climbing. Oh, um, yeah. El Capitan, because that's going to be where you are. Yeah, I'm going to free, uh, free solo sure. El Cap this summer. That's part of the plan. Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. Dude, that's a terrifying uh, terrifying movie to watch. It, sure it is. is. It is. Uh, let me go next to Becca. Hi, Becca. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Becca. So where did you get to this ridiculous question? Well, this was not uh, asked to me, but um, when I was in the hospital after my daughter was born, I was chatting with my nurse who told us you wouldn't believe some of the questions we get. Some guy asked her, 
when will you inject the milk into my wife's breast? <laughs> oh, when God. will you inject Whoa. the milk into my wife's into my breast? Wife. Not knowing that she, that, oh, my God. That's yeah. unbelievable. That's a new I... parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! I weep yeah. for the future. <laughs> Do we get to keep the stork? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So enjoy that one. All right, oh thank my you. God! I appreciate it. Oh my God! I love it on on America's Funniest Home Videos where they show like a, a toddler. Hey, this yeah. is your baby sister, or baby brother, and they show them the sonogram. Yeah, this is in mommy's belly. <laughs> you ate the baby. They right. had one this Sunday just passed. Yeah, yeah. it was hilarious. Really? Yeah, really. yeah. Uh, I will go next to Lou. Hey, Lou. Bay Hitches. Hey. Yeah. Oh, Bay Hitches. Bay Hitches. Nice job, Lou. What's up, man? <laughs> Morning, guys. Um, so I was downtown uh, in historic Philadelphia with my niece a couple years back. I just moved up from Florida, and we're walking around, a bunch of reenactors doing stuff in the city, and there was a horse and carriage ride coming by. And she turned to me, innocent as she could be, and asked, are those real horses? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Die. Little girl, though. She was young, yeah. right? Oh, she was about seven years old. Okay. okay, you can you can forgive that. There you go. At 17, I think, and up, that's when it starts to become dicey. <laughs> I like it, though. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Lou. I appreciate it. Thanks. I'm trying to think of ones that we get around here. I can't think of any really glaring, stupid ones. Hang on. Marissa's grabbing her microphone. Marissa? Every single time I go out, is Pierre here? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, I never go any place. Where's Preston? Yeah, where's pre- yeah, where's yeah, Preston, Preston and Steve? No, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, where's no. Steve? I get it all At the home. time. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, thanks for indulging. I appreciate it. Speaking of indulging, I want to dive into uh, a clip. This is apparently from the Atlantic League. Is this baseball? It's baseball in North Carolina. Yes, and it's a, um, it's a, you know, it's it's a, a, a like a triple A. Okay, minor yeah. league. Yep, minor right. league. Yep. So they. Uh, they're going to have the national anthem for the game. Right. And the, the guy who was going to sing couldn't do it. Yeah. So they had a last minute replacement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. One of the employees of the uh, of the team. Yep. It was probably a bad choice. I've told you, I was asked one time uh, in Osage Beach, Missouri at a, at a um, uh, it was a uh, uh, motorsport event or uh, motocross yeah. event. And I was there. I was radio personality. It was Kenny Knight. I was doing an appearance. <laughs> And they they said the person that normally sings the national anthem couldn't be there, and will you sing it? <laughs> Why would they think you would you would be a, a likely replacement just because you're on the radio? Just because, yeah, because I would speak on the microphone. I, it's one of the few times that I've flat out just said no. Yeah, I am not going to do what you're asking. You me play for. records, you can sing, right? Hmm. Exactly. I'm like, I'm not going to attempt it. So they got some dude that, like, I don't know, it's just some guy that worked there eventually did do it. Well, it's, it's probably similar to what you're about to hear. Yeah, so so they have this last-second guy step in, and uh, some people are claiming it's the worst ever. Uh, yes. Okay. I don't know, but uh, you, you judge for yourself. All right, here we go. You see <laughs> by the dawn's early light. Number one, he made the big mistake of trying to go... High yeah. at the beginning. You have to start very, very yeah. low because the song really crescendos. Let me start from the beginning again. Here we go. Say, can you see <laughs> by the dawn's early light? Who's. Oh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Let me hear you, people. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. He went for the sing along. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on, everybody. <laughs> Come on, sing the wrong lyrics with me. <laughs> yeah, Let me back up that mistake again. The Hang on a second. Here. Early <laughs> light. 
who's what? God. Let me hear you, people. <laughs> Please. <laughs> the sobriety. Oh, no. Dreaming oh. and the... Oh, what's happening? He's letting them sing because he the forgot the words. Perilous light. Perilous light. Or the ramparts we... Oh. We're so gallantly streaming, and the rockets blare, <laughs> the bombs bursting in air, gave fruit through the fruit, night. Fruit, 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 yeah. That our flag oh was God, still happening? there. Oh, say, dust that our spangled banner <laughs> yet. Or the land of the free and the home of the brave. And then he ran away. Oh my God! Uh, he, he issued an apology. He's a last-minute fill-in, but you don't. Not his fault. You don't do the uh, the anthem as a sing-along. No. And now everyone over 40. Everyone under 40. Girls, the guys are doing better. If you ever find yourself in the position to have to sing the, the anthem, and you might, you never know, you might be at some event and might not be on a big microphone, yeah. but you might have to do it in front of a gathering of some sort, uh, and, and, and you know you're going to do it, have the lyrics with you. Just even call them up you, on your phone. Even if you know them by heart, yes. it does not matter. Have them ready to go because you may start thinking about how bad you're singing and all of a sudden you forget the words and then you get absolutely vilified for yeah. that. My dad sang the national anthem at the 4th of July festivities every year in my uh, hometown and I, he did a nice job. My dad was a cantor at mass. Yeah. You know, he, he had a decent singing voice. But one, <laughs> one year uh, they decided to ask a couple of the kids that were in... You know, Swarthmore K to eight band to to join him. Oh, it's always an adorable idea. It was until it comes crashing down. I think it was the la- the first and the last time they <laughs> they did that. It was like, <laughs> sing you little <laughs> bastard. Did they not know the words or? Well, no, no, no. They're playing their instruments. Oh, but they have been playing their instruments for about a eight months at this right, point. You know, right, right. So you know, it's it's cute when you go to the little band concert at the end of the year. Oh, let's see how they've come along over the last nine months. Let's make the litmus test in front of an audience. Yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. All right, well, anyhow, this guy's being ripped up pretty bad, but I, you can't blame that guy. No. no. He was a last He second. turned it into a party song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, our next guest is ready to go. Uh, he's going to be in town on the 19th at uh, Underground Arts, and he's not going to be alone because another gentleman who has sat in this studio before is going to be joining him, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Is yeah. Be there. Uh, so please welcome to our show this morning, Mr. Dana Gould. Yeah. How you doing? Good, Dana. How are you, man? Thank you very much. You know, it's funny that you say your dad had an excellent singing voice. <laughs> My father, who was a bartender, uh, used to come into our. Uh, we come home from work at about about two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> on like a let's say a Tuesday. Right. Come into our room, turn on the lights, and just start singing. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but he was he he was like you know like a guy that works at an ice cream stand. And he samples the cones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. My dad was one of those bartenders. (laughs) (laughs) So would he sing what would be uh, obvious bar songs, or did he get religious, or what was he singing? 
He would. Well, he. It didn't really matter because he was so inebriated. He would get about a line in, and then he just improvised. So, <laughs> when Irish eyes are smiling, you have to show your teeth because that's a big smile, and your eyes have teeth. <laughs> and then it'd be like, and then instantly, what's going on in here? <laughs> uh, three in the morning, and I'm nine. Uh... Directly, I'm buying a psychiatrist a boat. Uh, oh my God, that's awesome! Hey, yeah. Dana, you and uh, you and Bobcat uh, touring together. Has this has this happened before? Have you guys? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've known each other for years. We're but if... we're very good friends. We've been really good friends for a long, long time, and mm-hmm. we've never toured before. But we thought, you know what, the world needs now. They really needs to hear from the middle aged white men. Yeah, underrepresented for too long. Well, I think you guys. Guys, are I know you're both you know uh, uh, horror fans and and you, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a ton in common that you you guys share and yeah, in we fact had we both had horror comedy shows on the air last year yeah Bob had Misfits and Monsters on True and I had Stand Against Evil on IFC and and we said like you know we should do some dates it'd be fun because we are very good friends and uh, and we thought we'd do like two or three we thought we'd do maybe like San Francisco and L A and New York or something um, but uh, there was a lot of interest so we thought all right suckers. I think it's, a, it's yeah, suckers no I, I you both have solid yeah, the material is great and and you, there there's a similar sensibility but enough of a difference to make it interesting and actually Bob yeah. kind of directed a um, I saw it a little while ago. It was a it's a it's a, a Bigfoot movie. It's sort of a like a yeah. it's like a found footage movie. I kind of enjoyed it. Did Will you see Oakley? it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it I thought it was pretty good. What, did you see it's it? The, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the sexiest Bigfoot movie if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, but I, I mean, he and he has, he definitely has uh, the chops for that. His, his his directing skills. Would you guys no, ever? No, Bob is an amazing. You know, and that, that's the. I mean, he's my friend. Obviously, yeah. but he's a he's a he's an amazing director, amazing writer, and and the really good thing about this, to be to be somewhat serious, is you know I have a career as a writer. Um, I work as a writer. Bob is a director. And so we have these other careers. We you know we're both adults. We have kids and family. Right. So. When we do stand-up, you know, we're not grinding it out because we have to. You know, we're doing it because this is something we want to do in every city we're going to yeah. is a place that we want to go to. So, you know, it, it's it's genuinely fun. It's like an old – and we do a different city every night. It's it's like an old – it's like the Beatles but with Advil instead of Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Beatles brought to you by Advil. Mm. I, I, I love that. Now, we were reading that you had done – was it with Bobcat where you did a live reading of Plan 9 from Outer Space? Yeah, we do that quite a bit. Um, uh, it's we both love that movie a ton. Oh, um, it's Bob amazing. actually has. But I went to. I'll, I'll try to tell the story briefly. I love Planet Nine from Outer Space. I love Ed Wood. I love all that stuff's my. That's my jam. That's my you. football. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear um, you. Yeah. You know why it's my football? Because the babes love it. <laughs> <laughs> Women do go crazy for uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. I am looking at, if you send me your email address, you can put this. I am looking at one of the one of the original flying saucers from Plan 9 from Outer <sighs> Space sits in my home. And that is posted on a little website called pantydroppers.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. That, oh, I, and I still know. say uh, Tim Burton's, you know, next, uh, I love Big Fish as well, but oh, it, no, it, Ed, Ed Wood's 
Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's just sensational. It's such a love note to this guy. And that, to me, is the perfect. I, I think you'll agree with me on this, Dana. A lot of people try to force bad movies. And, I, you like, Troma did it for a long time. Yeah. And I was never really a big fan. What distinguishes Ed Wood is that it was always an attempt to make something great. And it... it Right yeah, and and Planet from Outer Space is not a bad movie because it's constantly entertaining. Yes, you know, it, a, a bad movie is boring. Yeah, Planet from Outer Space is, is many things. Yeah, it's, I, it's just so, so many so many great aspects yeah. to it, so brilliantly yeah. captured in, in the film. So do it's you... just a hilariously bad what John Wick is to gunfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, and then the podcast, which you do, you're, you're taking that around and performing that live, correct? Yeah, we did. Uh, we just did a live one at Mich- uh, 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 Dynasty Typewriter here in Los Angeles. And I'm going to, you know, we're, I'm just starting to break it down. And this has been a really fun year. I had the TV show last year. I'm working on another, uh, an animated project for the future. But those, that's a year, you know. Yeah. You can't just, you know, an animation, getting an animation show off the ground. Takes a year. It, it makes um, you appreciate what uh, you know. For look at uh, what uh, um, the uh, South Park. You know yeah. the, the fact that they've been at it so long, and obviously you're you're from the Simpsons and and right. uh, years of doing that. It's uh, you know it, it it's it's a very protracted effort, but it's um, yeah. It's like okay, the script is done, great. Yeah. We'll see it in ten months. <laughs> right, right. And, and you, uh, you you get the you get the fulfillment of being live on stage, which feeds that other part of it. I wanted to ask you about Stand Against Evil because you said IFC is no longer producing it, but is yeah. it on Hulu now? It's on Hulu. Seasons, uh, I believe, seasons one, two, and three are all on Hulu. And uh, yeah, it's a it was a great show. I was really, really, really proud of it. And uh, and uh, it's all available. And I believe. Bob's show, Misfits and Monsters, is also on Hulu. We're the Alfred Hitchcock and William <laughs> Castle of straight-to-cable <laughs> horror right. Listen, there there are worse mm. titles to have. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I gotta say, like, uh, you know, obviously... I'd like to hear them. <laughs> ca- casting is so, so, so very important when you're when you're making a TV show or a movie, and John C. McGinley in that role in Stand Against Evil, awesome. I don't... Do you think there was anybody else that could have played that character? I, you know, it's it's so funny you say that. I wrote the character with my dad in my head, like, uh, but my dad is not an actor and he's eighty eight. Right. <laughs> it, it, it would be hard to get the network yeah. behind that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, so I really had, I never, I knew Janet Varney was going to play Evie. I wrote it for her. I had no idea about who would play Stan. And when they said John McGinley, I was like, well, that's that's nothing. Like I thought, but it fit perfectly. You know, it was just one of those things like, oh, my God, this is great. And uh, he, you know, the character became younger and a lot more dynamic. Um, We didn't know what he wanted to look like. Um, And I told John, I said, just grow a beard and we'll work backwards. (laughs) And uh, if you and eventually we settled on a look and I thought, oh, this is perfect. This looks great. What I didn't realize is one of those subliminal things. If you look at John McGinley from Stand Against Evil, he's Quint. Yeah, from from it's, from Jaws. Yeah, it's yeah. the same sideburns, the same mustache. And so I was like, oh, I, and I didn't even realize it at the time. I saw it later. Like, oh, he's Quint. 
I, I now that you mention it, yeah, they, I put it yeah. together. That's very cool. You know, I uh, uh, the stuff. Everything with, goes. Everything goes back to Jaws. It all goes yeah. back to Jaws. Mm-hmm. I love obviously the comedy. What we're talking about and talking about you coming to town with the with Bobcat. But I love the horror element of what you're into. And I know I tend to fixate on that. But are, well, do you have any horror projects in the works? Uh, well, um, uh, yes, I do, but I can't talk about it. All right. Uh, I have a yeah. I'm working on. Um, a, uh, a film and a potential uh, uh, series that would also be a uh, uh, horror comedy. And I'm in an upcoming episode of Creep Show on uh, Shudder. Oh, I love Shudder. I just yeah. I just recently got turned on to that. There's some yeah, really great, great stuff. Yeah. And uh, Greg Nicotero from Walking Dead uh, is uh, doing Creep Show as a television series. Um, the the Stephen King anthology films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm uh, I'm in one of them. <laughs> I've, That's you know, awesome. All my life, I've stayed in shape to become, <laughs> to play, you know, to be an actor and to be presentable. Uh, in Creep Show, I play a 300 pound guy. <laughs> really? And, yeah. And Greg is a, I mean, Greg is a friend of mine. He's like, I don't think of you this way. I don't want you to think that I think of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last day of filming was. Uh, 14 hours in a blood-soaked fat suit. Oh, wow. <sighs> Sounds good. That's nice. right up my alley. Hey, Dana. And at one point, the director just looked at me and said, Dana, these are all your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, when you and uh, Bob are in town, uh, which, by the way, the show is uh, May 19th, Underground Arts. Yeah, um, Underground is, Arts. Is it two two sets from you guys? Or are you on stage at the same time or a little bit we, of both? We, yeah, it's, uh, it's both. We both do sets and we both uh, screw around. Okay. Yeah, and then we do a Q&A and we... We do a Q&A, we do a meet and greet. It's it's really, we didn't have like a big formal plan. We just like kind of felt it as it went. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. I, I, I will I will say uh, um, we're, we're having a really fun time. Uh, the great thing about like kind of what we call the screw around um, is, uh, you know, it's we come up with we come up with material and stuff, just kind of goofing around. And then you get to put it in your set the following night and see if it works. Nice. And uh, no, it's, it's really fun. It's uh, I hope this is something that uh, that uh, continues. Cool, awesome. Man. Well, the, you're two of our favorites. Uh, so we're happy you guys are coming to Philly. And uh, just to give people a heads up, it's at uh, the Underground Arts and it's at May 19th. Tickets are available at Underground Arts. Dot org. So uh, good to hear from you, Dana. I'm sure we'll see you in the near future. Yeah, I hope so. All right, cool, man. Take care. Dana, Gould, yeah. guys. Coming to Philly with Bobcat Goldplate. Should be pretty cool. we got to take a break. We're going to do that very thing. And you know what? Since you mentioned it, let's give away some John Wick movie pass. Yeah! Uh, we got a screening of John Wick 3 coming up. It'll be... Uh, let's see here. The UA King of Prussia on Tuesday at 7.30. You need to be there by 7. Let's get five people on the list. 215-263-WMMR. And you will be good to go. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank Kath. Uh, welcoming back this guest to our studio. He's got a very cool interview with three big times pipples uh, yeah. that's going to air tomorrow night. Uh, please welcome from NBC Sports Philadelphia, our buddy John Clark yeah. is here. Thank you for having me. And I, I want to congratulate you. Mad respect on your longevity in this town oh, and thanks. dominating all of Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank I you. appreciate that. Um, listen, before we get to, you know, you had to sit down with, uh, with uh, Carson Wentz, Bryce Harper, and Reese Hoskins, there was uh, sad news this morning in the in the Phillies camp in that uh, Dave Montgomery passed away. Um, five year battle with cancer, I believe. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know the man, but I've heard Nick was just telling me about what a, what a class act he was, or is well known 
uh, to have that reputation. And, and I tell you, for a guy who grew up in Philadelphia and started working in the ticket office during the day and working the scoreboard at night, I believe in 1971 or something wow, like that. Man. Wow. Go through many, many years of other jobs and then become the president of the team and eventually lead the team to a 2008 World Series. What a dream come true for a Philadelphia kid. And just a couple quick things. He was always about the fan. He kept score during every game when he was there. And even when the games were really cold, windy, or rainy, in his box, he would tell everybody, we're leaving the windows open. Because you could close them. We're leaving them open because the fans have paid money are out there in the cold and the rain. We're going to feel it, too. And he never wanted to raise ticket prices because he wanted a family of four to be able to afford the Phillies games. And, you know, they were minimal increases, but he was always about the fan. And a true gentleman, he knew everybody's name. He would always ask for our photographers' names and everybody's names. Uh, He was such a a gentleman, a good man. I was lucky enough to be at a charity event a few years ago, John, and uh, David Montgomery was seated at the same table as me. And um, I I knew who he was. Of course, he had no idea who I was. Uh, But we just ended up talking about baseball. And it was just... I'm speaking to the, you know, the president, the chairman of the team, and and this guy holds sway over so much of of the thing that I've grown up with and loved so much. And he was just talking to me like a regular dude and a a baseball fan. And I'll never forget that. And he addressed me by name at the end of the day. I mean, he got my name wrong. He called me. No, he he, he knew what my (laughs) name was. Yeah, Uh, but it it was really cool. And um, he made sure that the All-Star game is coming here in a few years, which is awesome. And they were able to announce that before his passing. Yeah, they he was in the hospital. He's extremely sick. And. People were wondering why they announced the All-Star Game seven years out. Yeah. And they wanted to make sure, they knew that he was quite yeah. ill. And they wanted to make sure, because <clears> he's <throat> the one who championed getting the All-Star Game back here. That was his baby, getting it back here. They wanted to make sure he was alive to be able to see the announcement. It, wow. it sounds amazing. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, there obviously sports in general, you have the, the athletes. And obviously you're, you're talking to a couple, a troika of, of real, you know, talent. But uh, a lot of times there there are these people, these you know, in, in the uh, in management and and owners and stuff like that. They build up their own legends, and it sounds like, you know, coming all the way from the 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 the, the basic level, kept the fandom pure and and never forgot where he came from, and that's that's a great testament to the guy. Yeah, and and I, I love the stories of Philadelphians. I mean, can you imagine growing up in Philadelphia and you eventually become the president right. of the Phillies? And, yep. and he was so loyal to his players. All the players, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, all those guys talk right. about how it truly was a family atmosphere. And he did so much for the families of the players. It meant a lot to them to be here. Well, I'm sure there'll be some uh, tributes uh, uh, the rest of the season. Uh, but I want to ask about the, the, the interview. You had a sit down. You had Carson. You had Bryce. You had Reese. How'd you get all three of these guys together? They had their schedules open and uh, and said, come on over. Well, Carson Wentz is taking over Citizens Bank Park for his charity softball game for a second year. Ah. Uh, the Phillies are renting it out to him. And uh, he wanted to get the word out about that. And Reese and Bryce, of course, it went viral when they were with Carson hanging at the Sixers game yeah. about a month ago. It was awesome. The place went nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, we talked about how they're all the same age, 26 years of age. Jeez. And if you include, you know, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, you've got so many young players future stars of this town stars already but future stars that hopefully will lead this town to multiple championships yeah we wanted to get them together because they're all very similar uh they're very dedicated to the woman that they've chosen to spend the rest of their lives with um and they're all really good dudes and do a lot in the community so we wanted to sit down with them and get a sense of just how much they're alike and how philadelphia seems to bring all of the teams and players together really unlike any other town there's such a bond with everybody here right well, they, you know, they had that in common, like you said, the age and everything, and 
they're some of the shining, you know, stars uh, on the team that they're on. I'm curious if if uh, there's much difference between being a star on the Eagles and being a star on the Phillies and how you're treated and received or the things that you're asked about by your fans, you know? Well, they always say the two toughest jobs in town are being the mayor of Philadelphia and then the head coach and quarterback mm-hmm. yeah, of yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles because they're going to hear it more than anybody. Yeah. You think that's the the, the hyper focus is always going to be on the Eagles? Absolutely. Okay. This is an Eagles town forever. Yeah. It's yeah. Eagles and everybody else. In right. my opinion, do you guys agree? Well, yeah, I, would I would have to. So. Yeah. yeah, it's just I mean, it just it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're thrilled with the other teams as well, and and and. Uh, but yeah, the t- the town, the city bleeds green. Yeah, and I think yeah. it fits the city, especially like a defense. You know, the yeah. <laughs> the toughness and passion of our city. But you know, these guys. What's really cool is they watch each other and they root for each other and they love things about each other. Uh, Carson was saying how much he loves how violent Bryce Harper's swing is. Like he's <laughs> going to come out of his jersey every time he swings. And they love Carson for his attitude that he brings on the field. And it's fascinating because we were talking about the differences in sports. Carson gets to run out of a tunnel every Sunday at the link. And Bryce Harper, when we were leaving, he kind of was walking with Carson. He was like, ah, I just love to be able to run out of a tunnel once because he's like, baseball is so chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of in the dugout like, all right, so what do we got tonight? And then, it, like, during, all right, what are we doing for dinner after? It's so much more chill because there's 162 games. So it's fascinating to see the different challenges and maybe what they would like to do with the other sports. Uh, there, there are a lot yeah, of cross, yeah. uh, cross-team, cross I mean, friendships, because they, they obviously know each other, they get along. But are, are there, you know, you always tend to think that they're going to be friends with members of their own team, you know. And, and, and you know, but, I mean, do, do you sense there's legitimate um, friendship between these guys brewing? I do. I yeah. do, because I think they have similar interests. Um, and, and, and they're religious. Yeah. Um, and, and as I said, they, they all value giving back to the community and charity work. Um, and they're all very similar. So yeah, I, I saw them bond at the Sixers game. Um, and, and they legitimately like each other. And it's yeah. really cool to see that. Do you think, uh, Bryce will, uh, take over Mike Trout's seat at the, in the, uh, the end zone of Eagles games? <laughs> Do you think that seat has been given away? You know what? Um, for those September games, um, uh, when Mike Trout isn't there, uh, like if there's a night game and yeah. Bryce is playing in the afternoon, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Trout will give him his seats. That's a great call. <laughs> All right, so of the Troika, who would you uh, who would you um, who would you most like to hang out with on a consistent basis? Huh. Well, that's a great question. Because huh. um, Carson, Carson Wentz. Well, you know Carson. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, you weren't asking <laughs> me. You were asking yeah, John. You yeah. jumped in pretty quick. <laughs> a man crush over there. Yeah. Um, all all great guys, but you had to pick yeah. one. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Just for my interest, I mean, Carson's a big hunter. Yeah. I'm not as much into hunting. Carson's such a great I dude. I will kill for him. I will kill for Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'm sorry to I'm, wow. <laughs> Carson Wentz! I want to hang with him. <laughs> you can hang out with Casey uh, that, and Carson at the same time. Yeah, apparently that went south deal. and chilling really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, John, about Reese because um, he's off to a great start, and uh, Bryce is not off to the start that everybody hoped, but he, you know, he hit a grand slam last night. Uh, but it, it, Reese just seems to get more and more comfortable in his role. And now that he has Harper hitting in front of him, he's just he, – with, with a guy with a lot of pressure on him, like Reese Hoskins has, seems so relaxed out there. And when he, he had four hits last night, including a home run, uh, have you seen that this season? Yeah, it, it's really unbelievable. I mean, first of all, nobody's had more home runs in the National League since he's come into baseball. And the thing that amazes me about him is the most pressure moments, you're down 0-2 in a count or, um, you know – the, the, the tightest, most pressurized moments when the team needs a homer to tie the game or take a lead, he comes up big. 
And there's such a relaxed feeling with him when he's down in the count. It's the pitcher's advantage. And he seems to focus in even more. And it's pretty amazing. Uh, you, well, Because yeah. baseball is a sport of failure. You're going to fail seven out of ten right. times and still right. be a Hall of Famer. But in the most pressurized moments, he comes up the biggest. But yeah. you got to think about it. And I was thinking about this the other day. The When everybody kind of secretly wants that pressure. If you think about it, when you have been playing in your backyard as a kid or even <laughs> as an adult, and you got the basketball and you go, all right, five seconds left on the clock. <laughs> game you're seven. down by game seven. You're down by one, three, two. One. You never go, you have five seconds left on the clock. You're winning by 25. <laughs> three, two, one. No, it's always pressure. And so people, I, I think, secretly love that. And then these guys are the ones that can actually, like, Shut it all out, right? And and uh, what's that uh, line that they use in that Kevin Costner movie? Oh, uh, you got to cut loose, oh, clear loose. the mechanism, <laughs> clear oh, the mechanism. Bacon, I'm sorry, you just go for it, right? But but I, I'll say this: <laughs> I agree with you about that. But are there forty five thousand dollars, uh, forty five thousand fans in your backyard? Right. You know, so so you see last night, for example, in the Sixers Raptors game. Yeah. To me, it looked like Ben Simmons shrank. Yeah. You know, he is. He has got to step up in that moment with Joel Embiid. No, it's true though. Yeah, it, it, not everybody can do it, uh, right. and it's it's so uh, God. It's such a a pressure situation, you know. Uh, and it's so for me. I look at the whole thing, even, even with uh, with uh, you, so you have a big ticket player come on the team. At, at a certain point, I think that allows the other players to sort of flourish because everyone's looking at that player, you know, the big the big dollar guy. And so, and that's, I think you always see that, or at least a lot of times when somebody comes in very heralded, then the other team, other team members are going, okay, now I'll just play my game, you know, and they they don't, they don't sense the onus being on them as much. Do you agree with that? You're so right. You're so right. And, and Bryce Harper, even though he's been slumping, his average was down to 226 before he hit the grand slam last night, even though he's slumping. Reese Hoskins is benefiting so much from Bryce Harper being there. You saw yeah. for the first month, at least of the season, a lot of pitchers were pitching around Bryce Harper. Oh, we're not going to let him hurt us. Yeah. And then they're going to pitch to Reese. Bryce Harper's on first after a walk, and Reese Hoskins is getting better pitches to hit because of Bryce. And when Bryce gets going, and he will, because like he was in a slump like this four years ago, and he wound up winning MVP the same year. Right. So everybody relax. He's going <laughs> to yeah. be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but when they all get going... And as Charlie Manuel says, it's hitting season when it gets warm out. You're going to see this lineup be one of the most potent in baseball. But I completely agree with you. I think Bryce helps everybody else around him. Yeah. Uh, so these guys sit uh, sat down with you. You've got it uh, tomorrow night. Do you, do you get into uh, you know some personal life stuff with these guys? Because that's that's what I love is is when you have a chance to really find out who somebody is. You know. Yeah, and uh, what's great is talking to these guys about the most pressurized moments, like we were all just discussing. Right. But the most nervous they've ever been in their lives is when they got down on their knee and proposed. Wow. And their stories about that ah. are hilarious. And, okay. you know, all the preparation that goes into baseball or football, they were more nervous. And the preparation of thinking of what to do for their um, for their wife, yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing to hear these guys. And they, and they all looked at each other like, yeah, we were way more nervous <laughs> than agree. any moment in baseball or football. That, uh, that's wild. I want to ask you about, you know, talking about pressure and slumping and, and not to be a downer, but um, Shaq and Charles Barkley were beaten up on Joel after the game last night. I think probably pretty deserved. Um, did you hear about their comments? And then what did you think about what they had to say? 
I heard Charles say he's terrible, <laughs> terrible. He looked terrible out there. He did look terrible, man. And I don't know if he's sick or, or tired or what, but it's not the same Joel that was there for game three. I, I totally agree. And that shot of him walking in when his head is down, I'm like, you got to at least stand up and yeah. look at the cameras as you're walking in. You know they're going to be there and say, I still got this moment. Yeah. And I think you see the way he's been playing with being sick, and I don't want to judge because he's had a temperature, he's been in bed the last two days, so I'm sure he's really, really sick. But if you're that sick, you shouldn't play as much. Brett yep. Brown's got to maybe dial back his minutes. And also, you got to walk in yep. and don't give the opponent and everybody else a feeling of like, Wow, they're they're not going to win this game. I mean, that's yeah. the way you felt seeing. You got to muster up a little bit of show because I mean, they were just manhandled. They weren't beaten. They were just absolutely mm-hmm. manhandled last night. But what yeah. is the flu-like symptoms that he keeps getting? Well, that, he says game two in Toronto, he had the gastroenteritis. Hopefully, I got that right, and that is. Another end of the body. Yep. Where he said he was assing his pants in the yes. press conference. Yes. <laughs> My and then, <laughs> then he got better. Yeah. And he had a monster game in game three. Right. And back in, and then he gets sick again. And he has a virus, a temperature. Uh, they call it an upper respiratory infection. So yeah, it, it's it's crazy that he would have two and ED too. It's just it's, it's no, that's crazy. So to take all the teams, take all the guys, and you know, the, I guess we always hear, and maybe there's a lot to to support it that hockey players are the ones that'll play the most injured most consistently. Do you agree with that? There is no doubt. Yeah, and you guys love Ian Laperriere. Yes, and for a guy to block. A puck with his face oh sliding God. across the ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then go in the locker room and get, I can't remember how many stitches, 30 stitches. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, you're done for the day. No, I'm going back out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. you're, you're uh, Jeremy Roenick broke his jaw. Yeah. And he's playing again in two days. So, so yeah, I think hockey players look at all these other guys. I've, I've actually gotten some texts <laughs> from other hockey players saying, what is with these guys? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, sick? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I lost 10 teeth, 30 stitches, playing with a torn ACL. Right, um, yeah. You're so right. Hockey, a, that's a different breed. It's all relative, I guess. Right? Uh, well, the interview with uh, with Carson, Bryce, and Reese is uh, tomorrow night at 7. It's on NBC 10. On NBC 10, Thursday night at 11, and then a big special Friday at 7, a whole half an hour with these guys. Okay, awesome. Um, and, and bringing their personalities out. It's such a cool dynamic to have them all, you know, sharing uh, their thoughts. Yep. Everything good in your personal world, in your life, and John Clark, yeah? Everything's great. I nice. mean, what a great time in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, until last night, I think everybody's right. pretty up on the statues. <laughs> Can they pull it out, you think? if they? It, I guess it all depends on this health issue. Yeah, it's crazy to think. It's crazy to think that they really would have won game three, uh, game four, I'm sorry, if Joel Embiid was healthy. I mm-hmm. mean, they're up three with nine minutes to go, and they lose the game. Nobody else can score. <laughs> Um, and the series has completely changed on on his health, so I have no idea. Yeah, I yeah. mean, after looking at him last night, I thought he'd be a little bit better after a couple of days, but he's not. Yep. Bad. All right. Oh. We'll find out. Uh, well, listen, we'll uh, we'll make sure everybody's aware of uh, when and where to uh, check out the special. It should be pretty cool. And good to see you, John. Thanks for coming by this morning. Thanks for having me, You guys. got it, man. Anytime. John Ladies. Clark, guys. Yeah! NBC Sports Philadelphia. We're going to break, and we'll come back in just a second. Stay with us. Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. Glorious Sons. 
New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right. We shall do the Bizarre File. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All righty. Saved up some uh, stories for this particular version of the Bizarre File. Which, by the way, this morning... Brought to you by one of our fine sponsors. <laughs> Which, honestly... I know you're you're um, you're tearing up. I am. Well, you know why? Because I just mentioned it's Maury's beer, oh. of course. And uh, this week's big freaking deal. So I'll reiterate that information. Same day ride and water park combo tickets to Maury's Pier for just forty dollars. Celebrate fifty years of Maury's Pier on the Wildwood Boardwalk this week only. Go to wmmr.com for details. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some stories. Uh, this is messed up. Ten teenagers were burned by suspected acid thrown from above them during a Manhattan basement party advertised on social media after neighbors complained when up to 300 people showed up. Neighbors were pouring acid down on attendees? Yeah, police. Those are bad neighbors. I uh, say the youngsters between 15 and 18 years old who went to the event in New York's East Village on Saturday night were burnt when someone tossed a caustic substance and white paint on them from above. Authorities... Excuse me, we're investigating after the victims. Six girls and four boys reported burns or irritation to their skin following the gathering in, gathering in a courtyard in a public housing complex. Did they call the police first before they started throwing acid on them? I don't know. Police didn't yet know exactly where the substance possibly drain cleaner was thrown from. Actually, yeah, the police were called. Uh, Valerie Vale said that her daughter, a high school student, suffered, a coin, suffered several coin-sized burns on her back, chest, and arms. Uh, she said, police believe a man living or who lived in the building threw an orange-colored drain cleaner on the students below. You damn kids! Uh, residents had called police to complain about noise from the large party. So they, they had called the cops. Yeah. You know what also gets this job done? It's water. You know, you don't have to throw any You don't have to in. throw acid down? No, no you don't. Uh, you don't. That's a good tip. Yeah. Uh, the teens were said to have paid $10 entry to the party held in a basement room, usually reserved for tenant meetings. It is now thought the organizers of the party uh, lived in the building. so Or it's not thought that they lived in the building. Oh. A 33-year-old man led Cambridge police officers on a foot pursuit early Saturday afternoon after being scared by an officer that he observed while he was defecating in a wooded area outside of a fast food restaurant. <laughs> He's crapping in the woods. Sure. Yeah. Just uh, taking a dump here, folks. Uh, the man said that he fled because he knew that he was in possession of suspected marijuana. Oh, not because he was embarrassed. Uh, the male is facing single counts of possession of marijuana and obstructing justice following his arrest under a bridge. Oh, no. Uh, he was also... Also wanted on a warrant for failure to appear in court. I have marijuana on me. While on bail from an undisclosed case. Uh, according to reports, an officer was dispatched to an, to investigate a, a uh, male allegedly hiding in the bushes near the restaurant's drive through lanes. On arrival, the officers learned the male had moved to a nearby wooded area and the alleged uh, he allegedly fled when he observed police officers uh, drive through the parking lot. This is while he was taking a crap. Uh, the, he's very observant while he's taking a crap. Uh, the male was oh, yeah. apprehended a short time later under a nearby bridge and reportedly confessed to being the man seen outside the restaurant. He reportedly told officers he was in the wo- woods pooping when he became scared and ran away. Uh, they, they suspect marijuana in his possession was seized as evidence. I wonder if he had that look on his face that a dog gets when it's taking a poop outside. Yeah. They're just like, don't look at me, man. Yeah, yeah. Please don't look at me. <laughs> feels so low. I, I got to do my business here. <laughs> Paul Robert O'Neill was reportedly so upset about his missing cat 
that he trespassed inside a church on Friday, causing damage as he searched its rooms for his pet. When his search came up empty, he warned a member of the Slavic Baptist Church that if he did find the feline there, the church, quote, would be in big trouble. O'Neill then lit a fire on his own porch (laughs) after that while police were speaking with church members. I find out you have my cat, I'm going to burn my porch down. O'Neill faces charges of burglary, Uh, criminal trespass, vandalism at a place of worship, and more. He really likes that cat. By the way, they have him in the county prison on $100,000 bail. Yeah. How much damage did he do to the church? Uh, None. Well, None? I mean, well, very little. He right. like a, like he kicked a hole in the wall or something. So I'm looking church, for my cat. A church member told police, <laughs> "We're looking for my cat. <laughs> We're trying to have a service here. Your kitty cat is not to come in. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll show you what you're going to do. I'm going to burn my porch down. <laughs> well, then you do that, son. Go with God. What are you looking for again? My cat. <laughs> I know he's in here. He likes reverb. <laughs> All right, see if you folks can guess this one. It's called Where Oh Where Has My Kitty Got? Oh, I sat, just wrote it, yeah. He sat down to play the organ while he was yeah, there. <laughs> I, I took organ in school. <laughs> hey, he's pretty good, eh, folks? <laughs> All right, do we confess? We ate your cat. <laughs> Things were just looking up. <laughs> <laughs> they ate his cat. Part of our Slavic ritual. No wonder the dude set his yeah. own porch on fire. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the <laughs> church member said that O'Neill had entered the annex building on the church's property <laughs> without permission and began yelling about his cat. Where's my cat? Please, son, this is the house of God. <laughs> On his way off the property, O'Neill kicked a hole in the door outside the building. Uh, police then spoke with O'Neill, who admitted walking into the church building and confronting those inside. Police were called back to the property. <laughs> Son, did you kick a hole in this wall? Yes, I did. How come you still have reverb? Uh, it was on Saturday after members found damage in their chapel. They so they they say he went back. Yeah. Um, looking at video surveillance footage, please. We're able to determine that O'Neill entered the chapel through the open window and damaged several locked doors, again, looking for his cat. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. What are your sins, son? Where's my cat? <laughs> He's in the confessional. <laughs> when, when police were on the scene, speaking with members of the church... Uh, what does Mr. your cat look like, son? He's very furry and has paws. Um... So, uh, members of the church, uh, Mr. O'Neill apparently started a fire right next to his attached screened-in porch, and the fire caused damage to uh, O'Neill's porch, by the way. So, what is this? Porch church songs. So, uh, anyhow, he was arrested. $100,000. may I address the congregation? Go ahead, son. Where's my cat? I had no word on the know. cat at all in this story, to be honest. So. But you think of what goes into this guy's mindset. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. but uh, uh, He's sure. I'm on to something here. Was right. he trying to burn the cat out and that's maybe he thought do, he was under the it. porch? He's doing his own. What the hell? I don't, I don't know. But in his mind, this process seemed to make sense. Where was this? I was wondering if this is York, Florida or not. No, I guess not. Okay. 
All right, anyhow, I don't have time for any more stories. We spent so much time on the cat. Uh, but uh, I have some that we'll save for tomorrow. Nice. All right. How about that? Let's give away our secret text word prize <laughs> and it sticks to Incubus when they come to town. Uh, Kath, why don't you pick a number? Caller, please. Ten. All right, call it 10-215-263-WMMR. We can set you up if you know the word, so give us a buzz. And we'll also grab a random texture. Come back in a second with a lesson question more. All right? Be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 19 minutes after 10 o'clock. <clears throat> on this uh, Wednesday morning with the President and Steve Show, we try to make the best of Wednesdays. And we do things like the secret text word, and we did that. So let's go to caller number 10, which is who we were looking for, and that is Dan. Hey there, Dan. How you doing, buddy? Privilege. Privilege. Mm, not everybody can know the secret text word. What is it? Burst. Burst, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice job, Dan. I want you to hang on the line. We're going to get your information. And we are going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Incubus. Celebrating 20 years of Make Yourself and Beyond, Saturday, October 5th at the Met in Philadelphia. Now, tickets are on sale Friday at noon through Ticketmaster.com. But there is a pre-sale, and it starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. If you want to find out how you can get the tickets ahead of time, go to WMMR.com, okay? And you'll get the information and the password right then and there. And our random texter, because we always do that on Wednesdays as well, is Mike Magliano. Hey! Who's from uh, Deepwater, New Jersey. Wow. Where's Deepwater? Anybody um, know? I've never heard of Deepwater, New Jersey. Before. Marissa Deepwater. is getting ready to tell us. Marissa? I asked him the same thing because I'd never heard of it. And it is um, right over the bridge from Delaware, he said. No kidding. Oh. Deepwater, New Jersey. Well, then I drove Pens- past there the other day. All right, cool. Well, yeah, near Pennsville, he said. All right, congratulations, Mike. You're going to get the tickets to go see Incubus as well. So uh, good for you. We are going to give away some more stuff. We now have a lesson question all set to go. And let's see here. Lesson learned, uh, family four-pack of Maury's Piers Water Park. And this one's from earlier this morning. We were talking about uh, it was Melissa Gilbert's birthday. And we found out uh, what dinner item on Little House on the Prairie would make Michael Landon cry. (laughs) It's true. Because he would cry all the time on that show. He was a weepy bastard. He was. Uh, so, But uh, Steve made a comment about uh, making something for dinner, and, and he cried <laughs> during that. You had to have been listening. It was early this morning. Let's see if you know. 215-263-WMMR. Which dinner item on Little House on the Prairie made Michael Landon cry? 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and it's brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston, PA, offering mulch, topsoil, compost, decorative and crushed stone, grass seed, straw, and more. Mulch Works delivers to residential and commercial markets. Visit them online, mulchthis.com, or stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, incarcerated rapper Takashi 69s girlfriend Jade immortalizing her bow with a large tattoo of his disturbing face on her left breast 
Jade, who is best known as a hip-hop model, said she went big and bold so that there would be no question that she's a moron. <laughs> oh, my God. Kim Kardashian walking the walk by helping free 17 inmates who had been serving long prison sentences for low-level offenses. Kim says even though she's no Diana Ross, she would love to argue a case in front of the Supreme's court. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, New England Patriots star Julian Edelman, seen romancing the new superstar model Fernanda Liz after the Met Gala on Monday night. Edelman was reportedly quite taken with the Brazilian goddess, saying that besides her obvious beauty, vagina. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All righty. We'll see if we can uh, get the answer to this question. Uh, which dinner item on Little House on the Prairie made Michael Landon cry? And I will go to Diane. Hey, Diane. Hi, Preston. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'll be doing better if you can tell me what item, what dinner item made Michael Landon cry. Biscuits. Biscuits! Nice job, Diane. Did you know that Michael Landon went Hang on the line. We'll get your information. I had to jump in here. He went to Collingswood High School, right across the river, right where Chuck D'Amico went to high school. And his name is Eugene Horowitz. Wow. Eugene Horowitz. Horowitz. Chuck D'Amico's name is Eugene Horowitz? No. No, it's Horowitz. 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 Okay. No, that was Michael Landon. Oh, of course. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Diane got it right. <laughs> and we have a family four-pack of uh, Maurice Pierre's Water Park Passes. And uh, you can enjoy both beachfront water parks. Check out this week's big friggin' deal from Maurice Pierce, And you can get a same-day ride and water park combo ticket for 40 bucks, man. And that's access to all three piers in both water parks. You can get them now through Sunday only at WMMR.com. And you want to use the keyword uh, deal, by the way, to get that. Nick, you're looking up some information about uh, Michael Landon? Yeah, he had a really fascinating early life. Uh, he was an excellent javelin thrower. He bet, was. Bet you didn't know that. I uh, did know because uh, the made a um, movie about him. Oh. Yes, and yeah. that's the one where he was a bedwetter. He was actually a runner in that movie, and yeah, his mother would hang the sheets out his window with all the pee on it to embarrass yep. him. Well, so he and was he a bedwetter. He would run home. Yes. From school to beat the school bus. Oh my and, god, that's terrible! Oh, it's horrible. It's a true story. He was yeah. he was uh, very mentally abused as a wow. child, and he would run home and he would pull the sheets up out of the window before his friends could see it, but they would see it from time to time. And, and that's just, how he destroyed him. Developed his running chops. Yep, yeah, his so, track chops. Yeah. So, did they address this in the movie that she tried to drown herself when he was uh, a young man? I don't remember that, Nick. And I don't think that was part of that. So, she she attempted suicide more than once, and uh, <sighs> she acted after this drowning incident that nothing had happened, but he saved her. And uh, after that, it was obviously an incredibly tragic and difficult moment for him for the rest yeah. of his life, and that led to him having bedwetting issues, and then that became a part of the uh, this unauthorized biography. I think they included the, the, those stories in his uh, one of his films. I was a teenage werewolf. Oh, oh yeah. that was that was in that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty fascinating story, and I remember that. I clearly remember that movie about him. It was a made for TV. It was a made for TV movie, and who was the was kid? Sad. The kid was um, was it Robbie Benson? No, I think it was the kid from uh, Salem's Lot. Who was that? Uh, oh, I don't know. Wasn't it the, the the kid who plays? The... Oh, James at sixteen. James at sixteen. Yeah, was it? Was that, that him? Was it? Might have been. Interesting. Well, we'll look that up. Yeah. Uh, music news. is What we're going to get into <laughs> now. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. All right, it's brought to you by uh, Deets and Watson, Real Philly Deli. Want to know Philly's best-kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Deets and Watson, Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best deals in the city. And you can earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating real 
Philly Hoagies. So, <clears throat> Tool fans can rejoice at last because the band's new album will arrive on August 30th. What if it stinks? It's actually happening. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the group confirmed the date. Last night, they played at a concert in Birmingham, Alabama. According to fans who attended the show, a video screen flashed the date August 30th during the set's intermission. And Maynard James Keenan then encouraged fans to share the news via social media. Now, they don't allow phones at their shows. They no. don't allow pictures. Fax machines, they're totally cool with. And he said, mm-hmm. all right, everybody, take out your phones. Security, stand down and let these effers do whatever it is they do with their phones. Oh, wow. <laughs> and as it did two nights earlier... At the welcome, or as they did uh, uh, two nights earlier, uh, they performed two new songs, "Descending" and "Invincible," uh, in Birmingham. Both are expected to show up on the new album. Okay, so they are not. Tool is not on iTunes at all. I don't know if their music is in digital form at all. So I wonder. I if, didn't even know because Casey, the last, the album, the last album I had on CD. Yeah, and so I, are, I haven't bought a CD in years, and like, nobody has. Yeah. You know, I, I was. Um, I was definitely one of those reluctant ones to just simply go digital. I, you know, still used my CD player. I don't even know three years ago or whatever. Um, I still have a lot of CDs. Yeah, but I, I mean, just for sh- for sheer ease of use, mm-hmm. like when I'm driving along now, I just, you know, if it's something I want to hear, I just say it and it plays. Yep, by magic. Yep. Uh, so let's see what else we got here. Slipknot is scheduled to perform on the May 17th edition of ABC TV's Jimmy Kimmel Live. That'll be interesting, that yeah. band. Sure. Uh, they announced the TV appearance over the weekend. The late-night performance will likely mark the debut of the nine-piece group's new masks and outfits as they prepare to release their sixth studio album. Uh, Slipknot's new album will come out on August 9th, with recent rumors suggesting that it will be titled We Are Not Your Kind. I didn't know this until recently, but Slipknot's been a band since 1995. They've been yeah. around for a long time. I, I've been watching some episodes of uh, The Sopranos, mm-hmm. uh, and that, you know, that was late 90s, early 2000s, and AJ is wearing Slipknot t-shirts. You know, yeah. And it's just, it's just interesting to see that these guys have been around for this long yeah. and continue to uh, to be relevant. They, they end a very up in, loyal fan base. Yeah. And they end up in music news a lot. Yeah, yeah they yeah. do. Uh, Fallout Boy bassist Pete Wentz plucked down $5.5 million for an estate in the Summit, a gated community tucked away in the mountains above Beverly Hills. Isn't that wild that somebody from Fallout Boy has that kind of loot? I know, man. Uh, Wentz, his longtime girlfriend, uh, Megan Camper. Uh, Megan, I purchased a new domicile. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? And there, too, that was uh, Uma. Uma. That was Mm -hmm. Uma. She's Mm -hmm. at the door. Yeah. That's their doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, their two children will move into the Mediterranean-style property, 5,600-square-foot structure boasting six bedrooms. The property features a three-car garage, a step-down formal living room with a large fireplace, an eat-in upgraded kitchen, large family room and a gym. The backyard boasts a pool-spa combo, formal <laughs> gardens, and... A large lawn. What is this thing to hear to the side here, Preston? There's, uh, You see it's like a long, it looks like a uh, long, st- is that uh, a bocce court? What is that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I just... think that's where they do the, the shot put. <laughs> the shot put? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, does it look looks like, like it, doesn't it? Yeah, they could do the hammer throw or the shot put or discus from all from that. That's a beautiful backyard. Uh, it is pretty. And there's, um, a, there's a deck, he said, to uh, so he can feed pretzels to the deer. There's also a poolside <laughs> cabana and full outdoor kitchen. Uh, Wentz's neighbors will include Serena Williams, Gwen Stefani, Hilary Duff, <sighs> Lincoln Park's Brad Delson, and music manager Dre London. Cool. 
Of course, when you talk about neighbors in 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 those areas, you never see your neighbors. No, no. It's like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Serena, can I borrow your hedge clippers? Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Plant and the Sensational uh, Space Shifters are rolling out a nine new North American fall dates. Uh, the trek kicks kicks off north of the border in New Brunswick, but I'll be in Philadelphia at the Man Center. On September 17th, and Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats are going to be performing as well. That's a very cool bill. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the just announced date, Robert and the band have already several other, uh, I'm sorry, already have several other U.S. shows on the books, including Woodstock 50. Uh, even though I know they've said they're not going to do it, some do, people still believe they're going to do it. What What do you think? Uh, I don't think it'll happen. They better get their crap together, man. Having just watched the um, second of the Fire Festival documentaries, mm-hmm. yeah, they get they need to get this figured out. I mean, it's August sixteenth, and they got to figure it out real soon. So we'll see. Uh, Steve, did you see the story about Don McLean? I did. Yeah, singer songwriter Don McLean, American Pie. Yeah, uh, Vincent, know, the Vincent Starry Night, all that. Uh, is reeling against the UCLA Student Alumni Association, which has rescinded. The university's George and Ira Gershwin Award. Uh, the situation was due to McLean's 2016 arrest for allegedly assaulting his wife. The charges were later dismissed in a plea agreement, and McLean and his wife, uh, Patricia McLean, have since divorced. Todd M. Tamberg, senior executive director of UCLA Strategic Communications Media Relations, Said in a statement, the decision to rescind the award was made by the SAA Spring Sing Executive Committee upon learning that Mr. McLean had previously been convicted of domestic violence charges. SAA rejects any behavior, including violence and the threat of violence in all its forms. Yeah. That does not uphold the true Bruin values. Uh, We extend our support to survivors of domestic violence. Now, Don was clearly pissed off as he tweeted his response to UCLA's decision, (laughs) writing, Dear UCLA... You awarded me your George and Ira Gershwin uh, Lifetime Achievement Award and then took it back because you found out about my squabble with my ex-wife. This is all. This has been all over the Internet for three years. Are you people morons? This is settled law. Maybe I need to give you some bribe money to grease the college wheels. <laughs> wow. Don't, wow. Don't ever come near me again unless you offer me an apology for the damage that you have done me. I am guilty of nothing to do with the assault, and you had better make that clear. We live in a dark age of accusation and not law. His contention was, listen, and who knows? I don't know. I will, I didn't follow the case that precisely, but that it was one of those things hurled out that was, they were going through uh, legal issues and back and forth. Who knows? You know, he very well could have done it. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of weird. That it's been out there for this long and they just rescind it now. Well, maybe they just kind of found it. I mean, you know what? People go about their lives and, and the committees don't hear about it. Don't you get Don McLean updates on your computer? Someone <laughs> will all of a sudden, hey, by the way, did you know this? No, we didn't know that. You know, so uh, Don McLean performs on Friday night in East Greenwich, Rhode Island at the Greenwich Odium. If I were him, I'd create a new character, an action movie character based on him, Don McLean. Yeah. Like a uh, diehard. Right? Yeah. Come out to the coast, sing American Pie. <laughs> One last story, and I bring this up. This is more in the classic rock wheelhouse, but I just watched a portion of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies and was very impressed by this band. So Brian Wilson and the recently uh, Rock Hall inducted Zombies yeah. are teaming up for a 15-date joint. They're not coming near here, uh, but or not joint, a jaunt. I don't know why they spelled it joint. 
uh, but it's called Something Great from 68 Tour. Uh, Rolling Stone reported Wilson and his band will be uh, tapping into key tracks from both the Beast, uh, Beach Boys and Beastie Boys. <laughs> you see Brian, Brian yeah. Wilson singing Beastie Boys. Sabotage. Uh, you wake up late for school and you don't want to go. <laughs> Um, anyhow, and also uh, from 1971, Surf's Up. Uh, the Zombies will be tackling their 1968 Odyssey and Oracle collection. Uh, they were so great uh, on the Were board. they? Yeah. I I, I, it, was, it was really nice. And, and the, Isn't these, there like 12 members of the band? Well, they have, so they have, a, they have the original members yeah. and I think a couple have passed. And then they have their touring group that okay. still stays together. So they've added some people onto it. So... For, apart from the two shows, the Zombies are going to feature Rod Argent uh, and Colin Bluntstone reuniting with fellow co-founders Chris White and Hugh Grundy, who are going to perform alongside the current touring lineup of the Zombies. So and they, what, what songs did they perform during the uh, Rock and Roll Hall They did uh, Time of the Season is what they led great with. Great song. And, <laughs> oh, it's great. And, and then I think they did uh, She's Not There. Uh, She's Not There. No, no. She's uh, Not There. Well, let me tell you about the way she walks. The way she acts and the color of her hair. Her voice was soft and cool. Her eyes were clear and bright. But, but she's, she's not there. Um, and they sounded great. So I, I think it's really neat that they, uh, they're they doing this tour with um, with Brian Wilson. So I thought I'd mention that in Music News. And now I'm done. So suck it. Suck it. All right. We're the Loneliest Runner was the name of that thing that you guys were talking about before. <laughs> and who is Back who, to Michael Landon. Oh, who, Michael Landon. Is, who is the kid who played Michael Landon? Lance Kerwin. Lance Kerwin. And he Lance, was in um, Salem's Lot. Yeah. And uh, Outbreak was his last credit, which was in 1995. But the, the other thing you mentioned, Steve, was Salem's Lot. And you brought up something else, but you were right about that, too. Uh, there was... Uh, James at 16. Yeah, that was it. Yep. Right? Yep. Salem's yeah. Lot. And, uh, you know, the, there was another kid who was similar who used to be on um, Curran, Curran, what's his kid's name? This kid's name is uh, Lance Kerwin. Okay. And there was a guy, there was a kid on the show, Sequest. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan, and he committed suicide. He I was don't... also in uh, the, the soccer, the Rodney James He's in Ladybugs Lady and then Sidekicks with um, Chuck Norris and Joe Piscopo. It's terrible. <laughs> It was, it, was, it was terrible. Did you just say that? It was a remake, basically, of the Karate Kid. It was horrible. Right? He was, he had, he was, he had. And Joe Piscopo was a bad guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> horrible cinema. I mean, come on. Just horrible. Joe Piscopo. Oh, do you know who else is in Ladybugs? Uh-uh. Jack A. Jack A. <laughs> God almighty. And Jonathan Brandis was in It as well. Oh, Oh, my God, he played Bill Den- uh, Denbro. I mean, like, the main character. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. Blasts from the past. Yep, that's what it is. Okay, now we're going to take a break, and we shall return momentarily. Don't forget that trip to Los Angeles is what we have to give away for the Word of the Week. Don't miss the letters coming up next. What's new? Glad you asked. News. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Santeria from Sublime on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. We are the Preston and Steve Show. We are coming to the end of our broadcast for today. A few more days to go before we hit that Valhalla of the weekend. It will be here. 
So you just hang in there. We'll do the same thing. I want to thank our guests for being on the program today. Great to talk to Dana Gould, man. He's a very funny, very nice guy. He and Bobcat Goldthwaite are going to be in our town on the 19th. And they're going to be playing at the Underground Arts. And uh, they have this cool show where they each do a set, and then they do some stuff together, and they do Q&A. And... Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Why is your mic down? Oh, no, no problem. What, what day is that? The 19th? I'm not sure what it's day. It's Sunday. Ah, oh, damn it. It's the day after MM Barbecue. So it's already a busy weekend. and yeah. Then we'll just write that one off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thanks for uh, him being on the program. Thank you to our buddy Nicholas Elmy. Yeah. Uh, one of the finest chefs in, uh, in the city and the country. And... Uh, there's a charity event that's tomorrow night. It's at a place called Bach on South uh, 9th Street. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's from 6 to 9, and it's a charity event for no kid hungry, and it feeds, you know, underprivileged children, and the best of the best are going to be there. And it's like $125, but, man, will you get some really interesting dishes from some of the best and, and uh, can, can, be doing it. It's a great cost. Preston, because it is for charity, can you write that off or is that sure. even a thing yep. now? Okay. Yep, most right. definitely. Uh, so, nokidhungry.org to get your tickets. And John Clark! Yeah! Uh, NBC really great guy. Sports Philadelphia. Yeah, super nice guy. And uh, he's got an exclusive interview with Reese Hoskins, with uh, with Bryce and with Carson, everybody. Together. Uh, it's tomorrow night yep. and I think it's going to be on Friday as well. I forgot. There's a couple times that it's airing, but um, you can find that information, I'm sure, through uh, NBC Sports uh, Philadelphia. But it's cool to have John come by this morning. And it's cool to have Pierre Robert in the studio, too. Hey, man. Why there? Why there? Why hi there? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's an abbreviation. <laughs> nice to see you. Uh, nice to see you. And I'm sad uh, for all three of you, Steve, Casey, and um, Preston, that you don't uh, get CDs. I know uh, mm. it's easier to press your digital buttons. Um, but there's something t- for the CD album experience that you're missing, plus the artwork. I've been sitting with the KG Elephant CD, uh, the uh, New Collective Soul CD, uh, and there's there's a magic to the order and the rhythm of the tracks, um, like the albums you grew up with, like Rush albums that right. you grew up with, that you don't get if you just download it. And I understand the convenience. I understand it's the way of the world. It's not going back, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But uh, this is my. Did you feel the same way when CDs came out to replace albums? Not to a certain degree, but it still kept that form. It still kept the form of it was somewhat shrunk in terms of the artwork part of it. Uh, And I think I just don't. You know, you talked about Tool earlier. Tool is a band that that celebrates the album artwork in addition to the music that they put out. Um, And you see it on every CD they release. Although it's been a while. you when it went to CD, it uh, was smaller, but it still had that same uh, format, mm-hmm. you know, of the you of know the what? songs. I don't, I don't even have a CD player in my house. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. neither. Well, I mean, I have cars a grand- don't phone. I have a boombox. <laughs> yeah, that has a CD player on. Cars it, don't have CDs in them anymore. I find it very disappointing, and you know. That's, mine, nice. Mine, That's nice, Pierre. Move along. No, <laughs> mine does. No, I, I agree, but I, you know, it's just now it's. There's a trade-off, but I mean, it, like, for example, I'll be driving along the other day, and I was thinking I wanted to hear, for some reason, George Gershwin playing An American in Paris. I said, let's see if that's available. And I, you know, requested it, and it freaking came up. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's a good trade-off, you know. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Any, the world is your oyster. And there I actually wanted a song called Oyster, and then it came up. So. There you are. Yeah. All right. Here right. we go. Uh, let's do the letter of the day. Ready? 
CD. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter L as in letter. All right. And we got two more of those to go before we give away a trip or two to the world premiere of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Saturday, May 18th at the TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood, California. It's a hell of a trip. Yeah, nice. Godzilla so King cool. of the Monsters opens May 31st. That is rated PG-13, so we'll give that away on Friday. Uh, what do you have happening on uh, today's show, man? We will have workforce blocks of uh, Sammy Hagar, uh, the Van Halen-oriented, Sammy-oriented um, groupings. We'll have Record Company. We'll have Jimi Hendrix. We've got tickets for STP and tickets for Lenny Kravitz. Nice. Uh, hang with Pierre. He's got good stuff for you. We are going to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today. Uh, by Winter Airport Parking Fest, way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also, Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness Black Card. And you could use any or uh, any of their 1,600 locations nationwide anytime you want. Also, Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. And one more, Course Photography. They are the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, tomorrow on the program, our buddy Joe Matarese is stopping by. So there we'll you spend go. Some time with him. I'm sure we got plenty of things to give away and to chat about. So we will do that tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, my friend. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. We go through this every year. School buses are a pain in the ass. Have your kids ready. I'm sitting in line in traffic, and I'm watching 35 kids run from the apartment buildings. Please, just have your kids ready to go. Next message. Hi, this is Dave. I won yesterday's Tattoo Tuesday. Thank you so much. I'm just going to put this out there. If any of you would like to design the tattoo, I'm game. Next message. I'm... 10 seconds from my house and I haven't moved in a hour and a half. What the f*** is going on? The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs>